the week of Friday, uh, September 23rd, 2011. This is the Comic Vine Podcast. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Mr. Tony Guerrero. Hey. Hi. Hi. And Corey I'm back. Matthews. Bazinga. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Normina. <laughs> You're welcome. And Norm's not here. So Norm's not here. You see what he's in the other room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so we should talk about comic books. Uh, this was a controversial week in comics, huh? Uh, is it? We'll, we'll see. Okay. Know, um, <laughs> that's what the internet says, and I always, always go with what the internet Not says. Not only do I always go with it, I always agree with it. Mm-hmm. Everything the internet says. <laughs> All right, Batman number one. Starting at the top of the stack, Batman number one. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Scott Snyder. Uh, <laughs> and I got to say, um, before we get into Scott, I mean, yeah, Scott Snyder, you know, this is, a, this is we should change the name of this podcast to the Scott Snyder Fan <laughs> the Club. Scott yeah. Snyder and Rick Remender Love Cast. Uh, yeah. Before we you get You know into, why? Because that's exactly what it is. I just want to first point out Greg Capullo. Like mm-hmm. uh, it, it's oh, just wow. it's um and you know it's the way Scott I, I think Scott mentioned you know how he's just this big like over 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 the top action just it's like splashy it's, it you can see that that like the characters are, are I mean Bruce is you know, not that he was like overly drawn, like you know, sometimes he, he he's like really buff, but just like his chin or just the way his his face looks, like like on the the third page, and you just just see the close up, and just everyone thinks so bright and like full of life. Yet at the same time, because very dark, yeah, Greg Capullo, you know, from doing Spawn and Haunt, you know, he he gets a shot. So you have this weird mixture where. Scott in Detective Comics had super uber dark elements, and you see that here, but you also see this brightness because in the story, Bruce is like, let's look to the future, and you know, blah, 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 everything's nice, and we're seeing some bright scenes at the Wayne Manor. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it, it reminds me of a really, really dark Ed McGinnis. It's just, it's, like yeah. it's kind of got that old yeah. fashioned. Yeah, that, that's because yeah, cause Ed McGinnis kind of does big, you know, that's why he's going to be great on cable, and that's yeah. why he was good on, on, on Red Hulk. It's just these big, huge, solid characters, <laughs> and, and Batman looks like that without looking like the Hulk. Right. So it's just and and you know like like you, when we had Scott on a couple of weeks ago, you know, he he mentioned how I don't know if it was on, on a podcast or an interview, but he he mentioned how they were basically told how do you want to redo the Batman universe? What do you want to change? And and then all the creators were like the, the characters are so good, we don't want to yeah. you know relaunch <laughs> them or we don't want to do we don't want to change them. We don't want to make Riddler into some psychotic you know, killer. So <laughs> what I what I like is on, on yeah. If it's not broken, exactly, leave it alone. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there is something to say, and you know, we can get into some of the books where, surprisingly, I'm okay with some of the changes we're seeing in some of the characters, mm-hmm. and then there's other ones where I do not like them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know you have that that strange mix. Like um, some people comment on Riddler. So Riddler, <laughs> you know, his 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 head's shaved, and if it's, that's he's got a question mark mohawk. His hair is green. I'm not feeling that. Yeah. My favorite version of the Riddler, though, has to be the animated series uh, Riddler, where mm-hmm. he's got the cane and the he's suit. very debonair and he's just, like very clever. It helps separate him from the Joker. <laughs> Absolutely, and like here, eh. yeah, we'll have to see when he gets his time. But you get to see, you know, we're at Arkham Asylum. You know, p- these pages were out, the previews were out. So Batman is there, and he's taking on. All his, all his villains. So not only do we get to see these villains still exist, they're they're still in 
the Batman universe. So we, we have that. I like that we uh, see like right off the bat Professor Pig is yeah. there. So it's like, yep, all of the Grant Morrison yeah. stuff totally happens. And um yeah. and and let's see here. Um is that the so flamingo? That's Scarecrow, right? Is this flamingo yep. here? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. Scott, oh, yeah. I Scott didn't mentioned, mentioned that that you know, so Grant Morrison stuff there, and then we saw, and he Two mentioned looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great looking toothpaste. <laughs> so when when I was I was so when, okay when I first read this, I was, I was you know, or actually when I was reading this, and my my daughter and her cousin who's three months younger doesn't know comics like she does. So we were like, I was like, look, look at Two Face, and, and she's like, oh. <laughs> and, and my 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 niece. My daughter's cousin. I don't know if I made that clear. She doesn't really know the story. So then my daughter's like telling her the whole story about Harvey Dent when he was in court and the acid and you know, you know, she knows it from because we saw it at the the animated series. Right. Right. So she's like telling and and then my niece, she's just looking like, "Uh you know, she's like kind of interested, but you know, she's not really into superheroes. And so she's like looking at it. She's like, that's that's kind of weird. And yeah, but I was was, was very proud that she she had. However, it's really funny to imagine. Uh, Tony's daughter who is really cute <laughs> and like very innocent looking right. telling the story of oh yeah and then he got his you know <laughs> face the, like got acid <laughs> all over his face and now he's all deformed and the and mafia hitman flew <laughs> flung acid in the yeah. lawyer's face can you, well, can you imagine, I can't imagine it. her <laughs> saying was, that although it's pretty pretty hilarious it was also like a, a, a couple weeks ago because i'm reading the the walking dead rise of the governor novel which comes out in october Mm -hmm. and when i was reading there's this one part that's that's like an easter egg to something that happens in a comic and i was just like whoa that's so cool and and then my my daughter's like what and then i i i I told her that there was something that wasn't and i i explained to her what it was and how it was there and Mm -hmm. you know and then she's like how do they turn into zombies and (laughs) and i was like that's a very good question. And after 90 issues, we still don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. she, she has this, uh, there's this um, kid's book, like the zombie chases or something like that. And mm-hmm. so she knows what zombies are, but I, she's never seen the Walking Dead comics. Yeah. Like when, well, I mean, I think, I think you're very good about uh, censoring things for her. Yeah, and, so, and she knows. Like when, yeah. when, when I got the hardcovers, when I was reading them, I was like, okay, you, I was like, look at the covers. Like, you know, not to look at, open these up. She's like, yeah. And I mean, one time early there, I had a kick-ass, two, a kick-ass comic, Oish. and it was with Hit Girl on the cover, and I was like, yeah, "Don't, don't look at any comics on my desk unless I." I tell you. <laughs> so back to Batman. Yes. Um, there's also, you know, Scott mentioned that James Gordon Jr. has a cameo, mm-hmm. so he's there. So basically, and he does, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right away they're establishing this is still the Batman universe. It's New Fifty Two, um, but. You know, things still exist. I forget that that character's name. But. Sumo dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Not so. quite, but sort of. So, and, um, so we should we should can we talk about what happens here? So well, there's this, a very this unlikely. Page, well, this page right here has been released. It was online okay. without text. So sure. so since you said that, uh, so uh, Batman and the Joker are teaming up in this issue. <laughs> That's it's, what it looks like. It's yeah. Pretty, side by it's side. pretty crazy. So if you haven't read the first issue of Batman yet, <laughs> then you should. Tony, you also wrote an article, uh, and it, it's up on the site right now, um, talking about a, an important figure who ha- is not named, mm-hmm. but um, a- appears in this issue, and it's, it's a woman. Yeah, so right? we, we have two new characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the one page... Bruce is giving a speech, his big gala, and there's a series. Of, you know, we, we see this woman there standing there. So I'm like, okay, who's that? And then then we have Commissioner Gordon, then we have Lincoln March, who's the, got the, the uh, new he's running for ma- mayor. Yeah, so he's probably going to be the mayor 
or something right. you know, we don't know I'm yet. Leslie. Leslie Tompkins, and it goes back to Bruce talking mm-hmm. about this. So when I first looked at it, I was like, who is this woman supposed to be? Mm-hmm. You know, she's some, some brunette. She's got long hair. She's got blue eyes. I was like, it's, it's, it's not, not Selena because Selena, Selena doesn't have blue eyes, but that could be a mistake. And I was like, and she's supposed to have short hair in Catwoman number one because I read this first, and, uh, but we saw it at the covers and everything. Yeah. So I was like, it's maybe they messed up, but they're usually better. You know, they would be more no. consistent with that. So I'm like, who could this be? Mm-hmm. So I contact Scott. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, not to name drop or anything. No, no I, mean, I mean, basically, what I what I did is I I took a picture of this. And I just sent an email. Who is this? <laughs> and and then um, so he gave us a quote. You'll have to wait and see, but I will say this: she's in a sequence of important characters. So. Happy dot, face. Dot, dot. <laughs> Happy face. Yeah. Because ah, uh, that's so exciting. Be- because if if we learned anything from Detective Comics, I mean, if you go back, I mean, just just wait at the last issue of his Detective Comics. I mean, it opens with the dialogue from the first issue, and and there's so many little little hints and clues, mm-hmm. and just a whole James Gordon Jr. So he there's all this stuff in here, even in like in, in Gates of Gotham, we saw it. It's where there's there's little hints, little Easter eggs, stuff planted out there. So when I saw this, I was like. Yeah, there's so many other people in the other crowd shots, but the fact that this one female was was highlighted, singled out. I was like, yeah, with that, like next to all of these other prominent figures. Yeah, so I was like, it's got to be be someone. Yeah. and and I guess I was right. But I, you just, don't know. I just hope that they don't start, you know. I jokes. I was like, maybe. Panky. Well, I, see, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because that would that would be bad for <laughs> well, some other comic that, that came Batman out this week. Has slept with because there's no, a couple no, of dudes in there. No, no, no. <laughs> I meant like I just hope that that it it doesn't. Uh, she's not a love interest of uh, his. That's what some people are guessing, like in the comments, because in Detective Comment, Detective Comics. You know, Alfred mentioned some woman that Bruce was supposed to have a date with, and he didn't. So I, I don't think Scott. Her. I don't think Scott would tease that so much if that was all it turned out to be. Well, see, the, the thing is, but but and, and one person complained in the comments that like, oh, that writers writers are you know always teasing and not. T-. But it's like the thing is, he didn't really tease this. Mm-hmm. I I pushed and, and sought this out, and yeah. I, and some other people, you know, a couple other people said, yeah, I wondered who was that, and I'm sure other people are just just kind of written. But because <laughs> we have all these people in a crowd and she's by herself, I was like, it's got to be someone. And Scott's always backtrack hinting. for a second. Are people really complaining that writers like tease stuff out rather than just laying it all Corey, out? To Corey, Corey, with? Corey, <laughs> on the internet. That's one of our people, users or whatever. People complain about everything. <laughs> I know, and it's still. In fact, some people make it their jobs to just complain about. But things. I don't think we should just let. them Mainly, off the hook, I do that sometimes. <laughs> I suppose. But I yes, so yes. However, uh, to to this point, I think that it's important. I think, in my opinion, I don't think that uh, um, Scott's the type of writer, based on what I've read in his Batman, that would tease something without it being something big. But 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 again, he didn't officially tease it in a comic per se. No, he he's didn't. teasing it with us. Maybe he's just saying, "Oh, I'm going to no, make Tony I, think it's more no, than it I is." No, I think I think that because she's in that like like they could have easily left her out of that, and it would have been okay. Or I mean, they could have had Dick or, or they Tim. They could have had Dick or Tim or, or Damien, or they could have just extended it so mm-hmm. that it was just. But they didn't, and and if you think about it, Leslie is an important. Like she's done a lot for Gotham City mm-hmm. as a city. You know, with with the 
uh, hospitals that she's built. And, and then there's the whole thing about how, what did he undersign? Or he helped out? Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing some so, stuff. And so even, the mayor and, helped Leslie's hospital on the East End. And, and Commissioner Gordon deals in the East End, you know, with, with criminals. So, so these people do a lot for Gotham's community. So I think that that's, that's the role that she's going to play. Not a love interest. And we also have Vicki Vale here. Oh, I can't stand who, Vicky Vale. Who could have been put yeah. in there instead? She could have been, yeah, yeah but she was not. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> we don't know because I, I guess uh, he... Wait, who... So it's not clear who said... Who called his name, right? I think that's that's um, March Lincoln. Because he... Bruce is kind of daydreaming. He has of, he has very he's full like, I'm sorry, lips what? then. Yes, he has very <laughs> feminine <laughs> lips. Well, he's got... looks like big teeth. I don't know. Guy teeth. I don't know. <laughs> and then we got Batman. Harvey Bullock's here, and this is where it gets gets dark. We're, not to spoil, and it's not spoiling, but they're yes. like at a, at That's a crime. Our image, there's there's okay. a crime Guy crime teeth. scene. Guy teeth. There's a, a crime scene, and it's it's a little gruesome. And this oh, is yeah, this not, is well, not as gruesome as the stuff from Detective. No. Mm. So this is hinting towards something, and then the last page is kind of like, oh, holy crap! Yeah, so all the blades. Now we've got us a mystery. All the blades have the same image. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought at first, I guess, can I say what the image was? Because I can't say who I thought it might have been without uh, spoiling the images. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking Owlman, honestly. <laughs> and then I remembered, like, this is going to be a bit more grounded. And I'm not sure Owlman yeah. fits yeah. with grounded. Because <laughs> we, we've seen the, the cover to um, issue three, where he's fighting some guy. And he's got, like, a mask, and it's a little pointy, so it kind of looks like an owl. So yeah, we have to assume... <laughs> It's it's that guy. Yeah, because oh, so. well, I, I remember. Didn't good. he have bladed wings? Tony, Tony, I agree with your rating. You you gave this a five when five. you reviewed yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd give it a six Hands out of five down. if I could. Easy. Yeah. Five stars. Th- this is this is easily I think um, the best issue of that I've read this yeah. week. And the other thing oh, I mentioned, yeah. it's it's um. <laughs> Although uh, Avengers. No, I know that uh, the Red Hood book. I know you just love it. So the other thing I say, get out of my face, (laughs) Scott and Greg. So it's like this is their first time together, and but Mm -hmm. it it just feels like there's already this flow or this vibe going, and it's just chemistry. Great, great issue. We have Nightwing number one. So Dick Grayson is back. So this is Kyle Higgins, and who's who's the artist? Eddie Barrows. So this is going back. I believe Eddie Barrows is Brazilian. Oh yeah, I think we whatever he is, he did a great job. He did. He did. Uh, I really like the art in this book. However, um, I know uh, Tony. Did you like this book? I did. I gave and, it a four. Okay, and I'd say a four. Say I a think I I might uh, given it a three point five, almost a three. Just okay. <laughs> listen, I know. Sorry, Kyle. I don't. I don't love uh, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Really, although I don't either. that was why cool. I was kind of surprised how much that, I liked yeah. this. Book. Made me realize that I do like him as Nightwing. <laughs> I think that he's better Nightwing than he is uh, Batman, but that's you know everybody has their own opinion. Um, but I'm just I don't know, like the circus and the uh, I it's feel who like he is. I know it's who he is, but I've seen it before. I kind of feel like it's interesting to see him get back to it because yeah, like you have seen it before, sort of, but this time he like kind of brings up like. Oh, yeah, I really haven't gone back there since my parents now, got killed. I really but haven't here, here, gone back here, here, there since Chuck Dixon's run. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I totally forgot about that, and I mentioned that in my review. It's like, I can't remember him ever going back. And then people were like, he bought the circus. He, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, really? I totally 
locked all that out. It, yeah. I mean, I, I love the Chuck Dixon run, but I uh, New Fifty Two never happened. I totally <laughs> for, forgot all that. So, but it, but it's good that you know he's he's but they can did, be more involved here. They, they did say uh, when when they started the New Fifty Two that quote unquote they'd be going back to their roots, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this would make this makes sense that he's uh, he sees the circus and he decides to go back. Also, I know we've seen it before, but I really like the new costume, and maybe it's just the art, but the new costume looks really good and really. Dynamic it's it's growing on me. Yeah, at first I wasn't sure about the red. But mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. Um, my my only minor complaints where, you know, it's like all of a sudden he's Nightwing, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's part of New Fifty Two to just want to jump in, just want to establish it, and they don't want to go into origins and stuff like that. You know, they, there's mention of all that, but it's like we never really saw why and when he goes from Batman to Nightwing. No. We saw it in Gates of Gotham Five, where you know there was that symbolism where. Where Dick had his cowl off, and you know, he's talking to Bruce on a monitor, and Bruce has his, his mask on. He's like, "We need to talk." So, and then there was Injustice League, where you know Dick is saying, "Well, I think I, you know, don't want to be Batman anymore." So, so we never really got that. And the other thing, but he does sort of yeah, he, work he, he, that he kinda, into yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, he, there, there, there's some like, mention of it where he, where he, you get the sense that he's happy to be Nightwing again. It also, like it's his identity, and this was the biggest thing. This was my biggest problem with uh, with um, Dick being Batman in the first place. It's like Bruce crafted the uh, Batman identity or persona because of what happened to him, and so I felt that putting Dick in that role was always kind of awkward. But I feel like, based on this first issue, that he like he's grabbing it. He's like, "This is mine. You know, this is my identity. This is who I am." So if as long as, as that remains consistent and he's comfortable with who he is, which is one thing that I think was always a problem with Nightwing. He was always, you know, kind of up and down, like unsure of himself. Then I think it'll be great. I think also we might have seen like something of a change in this because he mentioned something about having been Batman until Bruce got back. Mm-hmm. So it seems like what that said to me was that he was Batman for the whole return of Bruce Wayne thing while that was going on. But then once... Batman returned, he stopped immediately. So I know we're getting Batman Incorporated like later on, so I'll be interested to see if Dick Grayson was Batman alongside Bruce. But then that would sort of retcon everything that happened with Snyder's run in Detective. There there was another mention of Batman Incorporated somewhere. I I forget where. So I I think I'll say... The entirety of Batwing is pretty much... I think think that still happened, that they were still side by side. That was just how I interpreted it. But the other thing is, is like at, at the end of like Gates of Gotham and everything, you know, he's or, and even Detective, especially, you know, he's like, I'm 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 ready to set down my roots, you know, I'm I'm ready to commit to Gotham City and everything. But now he's going to be traveling with the circus. <laughs> so it's like, wait, you're establishing your your roots, but but I, I guess he's it, you know, he's still going to be close enough so he can go back and forth. I mean, I don't know how what the the range of the I don't know how long circuses stay in. In town, what what their deal like a is? A week. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't I know. Right. I, I, when like I lived circus. in a, you know what? I don't like the circus either. <laughs> because me out when I was a no, kid. The, the reason <laughs> reason is a, not all, but a lot of circuses are are cruel to the animals. That's you, why I don't like yeah. circuses. I mean, the way that's they, they of, train them. I mean, that's you, one of the reasons yeah. why they kind of fallen by the wayside. You see those those videos, yeah, where people get in there and you see them like chained and beaten, and you know, and again, not all of them are like that, but I don't know. Um. I remember just there was a county fair in the town that I grew up in that would be there basically for the duration of summer. So, I, I had one of those too. Well, let's hope for his sake it's they go somewhere close to Gotham. So, so good issue. I like it. Good start. And, and like I said, 
it made me realize how much I like him as Nightwing because I think he works better without a cape. You know, and and he mentioned that early on that you know it, it got in the way because he's more acrobatic than Batman is. Mm-hmm. So if he's jumping around, flipping and stuff like that, a cape's he's a just different character. just gonna get in the way. Yeah. So so it's, it's it's you see like that excitement and I, I kind of kind of like that made me realize that I, I missed it. Avengers, Children Crusade, number s- only number seven, seven and <laughs> just there's still two more issues, which is great. So uh, this this is wonderful. My biggest complaint with this is where the hell does it fit into con- well, like the continuity, oh right? All right. So so backing up to explain. So basically, what happened is the Young Avengers, they're you know, Wiccan, you know, and and Speed, his brother, or it's more so Wiccan, wants to find his mom, who he, th- he thinks his mom. He says his mom is, is Scarlet Witch. So they they go throughout. They, they want to find her, and then Magneto joins in, and they go there because they find out that she's with Doctor Doom and the Avengers, and the X Men are kind of in there because they both want her f- for her reasons for everything that she's done. Mm-hmm. And so we, we we're getting like this three way battle here, and, and <coughs> it's just crazy. And what I guess we can say is she's restored the powers of Richter. That happened last issue is yeah. also in this week's X Factor. So so there's that, and she's like, I'm gonna I rest- I'm gonna make up for what I did. Give everyone their powers back. It's like, who decides she do that? that's not a good idea? And there's just all this tension going on. And and just what we got to say is is Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung just amazing together. Mm-hmm. So I know both of them are are busy. I don't know why we're on a bi monthly schedule, but it's just. I wish it would come out. <laughs> and 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 originally. So this isn't going to come out until like November. Yeah, it, that's it's taking so long. But oh, it's man. it's once you read it, it it's it's like January. it's like you forget about it. Jeez. So we we have all these things up in the air because I think the the first issue I could be wrong because I think there's question like what Captain America you know because I, I think it was Steve Rogers but Bucky was being capped so people were like what's going on and they're like oh don't worry about it. it'll make sense or we'll fix it. And there was even a note I think in the first <laughs> issue or maybe they, they 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 put a note where like. Just you know, just excuse it, forget about it, you know, just mm-hmm. accept it. And so, I what I want to know is what's going to happen, you know, because this could have huge ramifications for the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. If if she is, if she, it's either things are going to change or it's going to go back to the way it was before, where she's either going to die or or get in a coma or something like that. Because she has the power to reshape reality, and right. you know, she can restore all the mutants. She can bring all that back. Or they can say, well, okay, we're just going to do some little neat fix and act like this whole thing never happened. So be- <laughs> Because it's so far, you know, we still have a few months till the next two issues. We don't know. I have no idea how this is going to end, which way they're going to go with it. But seeing Richter with his powers and X Factor says that, okay, some of this is, is sticking. Where this takes place, we don't know. <coughs> I love this issue so much. It was good. <laughs> Got a five also. I think this is going to be an if amazing... not for, uh, like, the final page. <laughs> just, and just, oh, even in the beginning, just... The, the the imagery when they're just standing there is just it's so bold and, and it's you know just th- so crisp and clean. You know what I think is really cool though? How angelic he looks. Yeah, don't <laughs> say who. This is gonna be an amazing trade paperback. <laughs> no, it's, it's hardcover. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. I it's, definitely it's be I am getting that in, in hardcover when it comes out. Wonder Woman. Number Wonder one. Woman. Number one. Now, um I I loved this book. I'm surprised they didn't do a variant with the pants because we know that that image exists. We've seen both of them. They just want to get rid of that whole thing. You know, they're very mad. They're very angry about the pants, no pants debate. And I think it's the it's the last thing it that is an incredibly silly debate. <laughs> it is very very <laughs> and, silly. And she solves the debate by wearing 
No, nothing at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> why not? At all. No, no pants, everyone, no shorts. Everyone else in this series is naked in the new DC universe, so why uh, not Wonder Woman? Yeah, well, that's how you solve the costume crisis. No just, costumes just ever. Don't give them clothes. <laughs> just, just bracelets and a tiara. So, a uh, very interesting uh, issue. We've got Apollo. It, it begins with Apollo and it ends with Apollo, and he also does narrate some of the story. Wonder Woman doesn't come into the actual issue until about a third, <coughs> a third of the way in and she manages to save the day sort of um there's it's it's good it's it's pretty pretty cool uh so Hera I we assume who also appears in this issue like into the third page um she creates some assassins because she finds out that this woman named Zola is she had an affair with uh Zeus and now she's well, yeah. Like, I don't. I don't like, want to give like everything Tom away. Like Tom Pinchuk's hybrid bastards. Kind of, yeah. So, except not. You know what one. happens when you have an affair with Zeus? Let's face it. There's yeah, only one I mean, outcome from. That. I mean, come on. Like Hera's gonna be mad at you, <laughs> and so don't expect to be alive right. for very much longer. So, uh, um, Brian Azzarello, who wrote this issue, what? Oh, <laughs> Brian Azzarello, who who wrote this issue, uh, did did a lot of. Um, it, he he mentioned in an interview that it, it was going to be sort of like a horror comic, right? Mm-hmm. And he was not kidding. No, he's not. And it's it's darker. The tone is darker. It's it's a lot edgier. And Wonder Woman uh, has sort of a personality, which is cool. Yeah. She's she's like no nonsense. Like you, so, we can do this the easy way, where right. you just give me what I want, or we can do it the hard way, where I take it from you. I'd prefer to do it the easy way, but just so you know, the option is there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's good. I think that it, it's it's off to a really good start. It, we're, it doesn't really introduce the character very well. Corey, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, just to, the, to that whole darker tone thing, I kind of was weirded out when Azarello was pushing that so hard, just because it was like, well, it's a... It's a you know it's a comic it's a superhero comic how dark can you really make it when it's someone with these powers and then like reading this it clicked in my head oh yeah Greek myths are incredibly dark yeah they're incredibly horrific this is perfect yeah exactly <laughs> and I think I think it's really nice um well I think I think it'll be interesting as uh, we go on to see the relationship and the uh, between the Greek gods and. Uh, Diana. Right. So what is that relationship, you I know? Mean, if, if this is what it took in this to make those assassins, I can't wait to see what it takes to make a Minotaur. Like. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think I think it's great. Um, I like Cl- uh, Cliff Chang's uh, art in this. Oh, I yeah. think it's, it's very, very beautiful. It reminds me of, you know, the Greek art, like the archaic art on Greek mm-hmm. pots? Totally. That, yes. Because it's sort of two-dimensional and it feels flat. But it works here. But it has like motion. It's, yeah, it has motion. It's very what's jagged. Wrong with that ancient art is that it, it's all very stiff, obviously. Yeah, it's still a new thing. But right. But, but yeah, but, this is very fluid. But this this feel this is similar to that. I mean, his his artistic style is similar similar to that. Am I just talking about Wonder Woman for far too long? Mm, that's, okay. Well, that's I, a great I, book. I mm-hmm. think it was a great book. Uh, I can't wait for the second issue. And, and this is after Avengers and <laughs> Batman. This was yeah. This has been a really good week. Really now good. Realizing. Really, really good issue. Yeah, I, I like that they, with so little, because I, I think that was one of the complaints people said that Wonder Woman wasn't really in here a lot, which, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, it's fine, first issue, you know, setting everything up. Mm-hmm. But with w- how little she's there, they already established, like, which version. Because, you know, we've had the nicer Wonder Woman. We've had the, the really tougher version. So I like that, you know, she's 
She's a she's, warrior. Yeah, she's kind of she's, yeah. she's almost kind of cold in a way where you know she's not going to oh let me hold your hand let me, you know make you feel better mm-hmm. you know she she just gets there and she goes right to you know she she goes to her her, her wardrobe she's got all these Amazonian weaponry yeah. which is cool <laughs> and she just gets gets right to it and so I think that's great that she doesn't have to give a big speech she's knows she has to do something and then she just right just jumps right into the action <laughs> sort of like Batman is a man of very few words yeah. Wonder Woman. Uh, appears to be a woman of few words as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, I like and it. That's great. I think it's good. So, what's going to be interesting is to see how she is in Justice League. You know, the yeah. five years ago when they first meet. You know, is she going to be the same like this, or you know, is she going to be friendlier? Is she going to be colder? <laughs> you know, because we already saw. We can talk about it now in Justice League number one when uh, you know Hal and Batman didn't get along to t- too long, care. and we saw Superman didn't get along. So. What's it going to be like when Wonder Woman's there? It's going to be interesting. Can I say that? Can I say I don't care? You did twice now. <laughs> I you guess don't I care can. About, you so don't yeah, care about clearly what? you can. Well, I don't know what you don't care about. I, 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 don't, I don't care about uh, uh, the Justice League thing. Well, the dynamic? or what? Was what it like mean? the top-selling comic lately? And yeah. I think sold a quarter of a million it, copies. It was, it was kind of <laughs> not that good, though. Hmm? Right? I thought it was a good first issue. Yeah. Like, I want them to go further with it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I, I mean, like, what I'm trying to say is, I'm probably not very eloquently uh, <laughs> saying it, is that I don't, I don't, I don't really care uh, what the interpretation of Wonder Woman is in the Justice League, because this version, to me, is the only one that will matter. Gotcha. Okay, that's, that's valid. Just like, just like Scott Snyder's Batman, to me, is Batman, and he, Batman just happens to appear in the Justice League <laughs> comic written by Jeff Batman Johns. Batman has always kind of just me. happened to appear in Justice League comics, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but the, 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 <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Schism, number four. What, Tony? Don't give me that look. I, I, I like Justice League. I, am, I do, too. Um, Schism number four. I am officially on board with Schism. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's almost finished. Well, you know what? I was kind of skeptical about it before. This issue for me was really I, good. I really liked the first issue. I kind of liked the second. The third was okay. Well, the third was like good filler. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the museum and, yeah, and, it, and it was, e- Edie killing people. It was a necessary is. act, but it, as a result, it felt forced. It's just <laughs> weird that... I, and I think we can say it now. So it's like, what the heck is causing the big giant schism? This that, is cool. Um, the art okay. in there is amazing. Yeah, uh, Alan Davis, one of my f- top top favorites. But that panel is yeah. cool. So we know it's, it's just a great side by side of like here's how it used to be, here's how it is. I'm a jerk now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smile so much these days. So what we know about about <laughs> schism is because Cyclops allowed young 14-year-old mutant to kill, Wolverine you know, was not happy it's with not that. just He's that, a, though. In this issue, there's more. Well, yeah, I mean, but that, that's, that's what the heart of it is, and then they just are arguing over this, and I don't know if... I kept waiting. If that, that's enough to split the entire, all the X-Men, all the mutants, all the other teams that... I kind be, of kept because, waiting for Scott to bring up, I've been doing this since I was a kid, so... Why yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't fourteen. Like I guess. I mean, was none, how old was he? He's probably <laughs> at least sixteen. Yeah. I would say. I mean, they're all mid-teens, and and Edie seems. A, I mean, I I stopped reading Generation Hope. You know, a few issues in, she seems a lot more innocent. I yeah. mean, there's a one. There's where she, you know, she had a doll or something like that, and you know, she's like, oh, I never had a chance to play with dolls or something. You know, so she's she's really young. And then she's thrusted into this you know, situation, and Cyclops like, do what you feel you need to. So she killed, and Wolverine's just pissed. It seems really, like, it, it seemed 
like that wouldn't be enough last issue, but this is the issue that convinced me that it would be enough. Because this is a big deal, especially for Wolverine, who does seem to be really protective of the younger ex kids. Younger female ex kids. <laughs> well, no! <laughs> All of the ex kids. And I mean, it's just because he seems like he doesn't want there to be any more Wolverines in the world. He doesn't yeah, want well, He knows when, once you kill. You can't, you can't come back. You can't undo that. And yeah, so like with, with, yes, he has no more babies. <laughs> Hopefully. So with with, with X Force, you know they're all killers, and and he was pissed about X twenty three being yeah. under, but the fact that she, you know, she wanted to do that. It wasn't exactly her had first trip to the rodeo, yeah. you know. <laughs> so you know, he wasn't happy, and and then again, <laughs> a, after a second coming, he kicks she's, her out. She's in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. I mean, I've seen her kick, but I mean, know. you know, so Wolverine tells her, "It's like you're you're out of X Force. You know, you 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 can't do this anymore. This is not what you should be doing." And regardless. he got her her own solo book. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, there's a female Marvel character who's fronting her own book. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, so Jason Aaron's been doing a good job, but like I said, the series, to me, it seems like it's been kind of going up and down. And, and now... I think this is an up. I think this is a big up. Yeah, definitely. And and the other complaint overall, every single issue has had a different artist. Oh, has it? Yes. Um, I, sorry, I, I think, I think there, been so detached. I, I think it was um, Paco Medina. Oh, um, you're right, though, yeah. Um, the last issue was... I'm, I'm just drawing The last issue was the guy who did the Clarion in Seven Soldiers. Um, he also did the recent Wolverine. yeah. Um, the, the, with Mystique and oh. and then and then here we so have really Alan, Alan really we have Alan Davis so we're <laughs> Daniel Acuna thank you um, he's good, which he's going to be on Avengers after Ramita Jr. that's um, going to be they, interesting they talk about that yeah <laughs> so and then we have Alan Davis so when you read this as a trade <laughs> that's to me I maybe some people don't care but that's always distracting when when the the art changes I think the tone has been really shifting a lot from issue to issue though so I think it could yeah. work yeah also that's I mean, an amazing last page. That yeah. is a really great last page. <laughs> Going along with this is Generation Hope number eleven. So you kind of see the other side of the, the kids on the island and the big giant sentinels coming. And should they fight? Should they evacuate? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> I, I I don't know what it is. It's part of it. The, these kids, I, the, fi- I think, the, I think the five you lights. Really like hope. Well, no, I, I like hope. I <laughs> As mean, a hope, concept, hope has potential. <laughs> You know the whole thing with her and Cable, and and you know she grew up and she was on <laughs> the run. Hopeless Tony. So I think she's a, she's a great great character, and you have no <laughs> class Sarah. Force right and, but these other kids. Not today. I don't. No, you have no class. Sarah's no class tonight. So be on the lookout. Um, these other kids that you know she found the five lights. I, I don't even know what their story is. Are they mute? I, I don't know if there are new mutants that popped up and how these powers came. <laughs> And part of me is like, I kind of don't really care because I don't really like I have any to of these ask characters. The who lives in the apartment underneath yeah, me. We, we got this, this blue naked chick, and we got this guy with squid arm. I don't, I don't even know what their names are. I All I know blue is blue naked chick has been in it before, though. Well, yeah, she's one of the five lights. She always been naked. She's I one. So. Well, she's one of the oh, first. Okay. I mean, I, she Indira I, or Indira, something like that. Don't ask me. All right, it's right here. No, it doesn't Indica. say. It just says her name. <laughs> that's something else. Um, her name is Transonic. Oh, okay. She's someone different. That's her. No, that's her code name. What is wrong with her? That's her code name. So, but they 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 shot. It was in the first issue where they get their powers, and when they turned on, what? So, <laughs> oh my god, I just, that's like a gun and junk. All, all I know is is like, Edie, yeah, because she was obviously she's the, right. She's the, the play kind of a factor. Yeah. And so I I, I don't know. Me. I mean, no offense if anyone likes this book, it's great. I just I, I really haven't really wish she would wear something like a it's like yeah wear a jacket or something. or something it's like okay maybe you have it's tough making me uncomfortable. I don't know what her her powers are maybe she's indestructible or skin or something like that. <laughs> 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 is there no X costumes around the island you know come 
Come on. Even Namor with his little speedos is wearing. Yeah, right. Ugh, I can't read Even Kazar wore it. Weird. Cloth. And he was. <laughs> who was he dressing up for? Nobody. What was the saber toothed tiger uncomfortable with Kazar being nude? Maybe. <laughs> DC Universe presents number one. I Dead really Man. I really want to read this. I, I didn't have. A Dead chance. Man with the amazing ability Paul to Jenkins, be dead. Paul Jenkins, Bernard Chang. This this was good. It's um, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, is it just gonna be like Quantum Leap? <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but that'd be terrible. But yeah, it, this this was really good. Um, Dead man say, "Oh boy." Uh, th- there's not much you can say. You know, it it kind of goes into his history and like what he's doing and like his mission and stuff like that. And I, I is it's Do- really is good. Dev in there at all? Really no. good. I'm not saying. You have to read and find out. Green Lantern Corps number one. Peter Tomasi, Fernando Passerin. Very violent. Yeah, very violent, especially for a teen book. Not teen plus, mind you. Teen. Well, that's yeah, we talked a little bit about ratings. Yeah, we, did, we don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so there's boy, there's like, some there's some close up of some yeah. really really and I'm cross like, sections. I'm of, not a prude for like violence. I, I'm playing Gears of War three right now and loving every minute of it. But this is like vicious. I just got the song in my head. Was it Lover Boy? <laughs> loving every minute of it. <laughs> I was actually like, thinking. Kramer, I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> is there like, like, all right, uh-huh. is it me or uh, is, is this going to be a question that you're asking us because we're both older than you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> is it me or or is there like a scene where there's a girl without her shirt on in every new DC book? Um, uh, I was noticing. There's that. not one in here. Um, what are you talking about, girls? No clothes on. Like in, right here in Dead Man, there's yeah, a girl there's, in the strip there's club. There's none in here. Really, there's, none of those aliens are. Rep- I mean, there isn't one in Supergirl. I, so. I didn't. Read. That was and actually, yeah, that actually. How we, how sad is it that that stood out to me that like Supergirl wasn't naked at any point at in that any book. point, which is cool. <laughs> that really really stood out. There was uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> with her back. Mm-hmm. There was full backle, I believe they call it. Uh, there was a little more just her back. Yeah, Corey. There was. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> so, anyways, let's Final. focus. Green Lantern. <laughs> Thank you. So, what we get to see is, you know, what has happened since the end of of uh, War to Green Lantern's aftermath. Right. So, Guy Gardner, he's on Earth. What's he doing? He's trying to get a job. I actually, as someone it. who hates Guy Gardner, this made me like him a little bit more. We see John Stewart <laughs> with his job. What's going on there? And then the whole thing is, and and they mention Hal Jordan, and then bad stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bad, violent stuff. Yeah. So watch out, Green Lanterns. Captain America, number three. like this book so a lot. Ed Brubaker, <laughs> Steve McNiven. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was saying before is I really like Sharon Carter. I, mm-hmm. I, I think she's a great character. Yeah. Now that she's actually being... Because, you know, she, obviously she's existed for a while. She's been you know, on and off. But Brubaker has been doing a great job. And I think she's kind of going under the radar where people don't really... So even, like, in Secret Avengers, she was there, you know, whether she was flying the ship and, you know, some like, what it was like, her and... um. And Black Widow, like they're like getting into yeah. the action and stuff like that. They're so busting Bucky out of Gulag. I don't think people realize that this page also, here. To, oh, that I, was great. I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's something. There's a page with Sharon and the Shield, and it was just it was yeah. I don't know if Ed brilliant. listens to this cast, but if you do, that was masterfully done because you literally made me think. Oh, she shouldn't be able to. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. You get, you've got it under control. So this, this <laughs> you know this, what you're doing. This was great, Steve McNiven. But uh, I believe Steve McNiven's, I think someone else is... Taking over? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I could be totally wrong. I really or actually, like maybe, Steve wait, McNiven on this book. Um, actually, what I think it is, is on Captain America and Bucky, it's been um, Chris Samney doing, doing art. Great job with uh, Betty Brightweiser doing the colors. 
I think he mentioned today or yesterday that he, I, I don't know what number he's going to be leaving the book soon. Mm-hmm. But Francesco Francavilla is going to oh, be doing that. There's I, a name I've been I hearing think, a lot. Yeah, for, you know, Detective Comics. Yeah. And doing, he's going to be doing Swamp Thing. He's doing Black Panther now. I, th- I think I could be wrong. I, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, Swamp Thing is it's Yannick um, Paquette, but right. but Francisco is going to be doing you know occasional arcs or whatever, kind of like with Detective, I think you know. And um, Chris Amney, who is great, he's I guess he's going to be on another Marvel book that hasn't been announced yet. So whether I don't know if it's a new book or just he's going to be taking over someone else. So so that's good because I, I I like his stuff too. Ultimate Comics X Men number one. I like this a lot. You know, actually, I, I didn't get a chance to read this, even though we, we got an early copy. But, um, yeah, so it, it was good. So, Sarah, since you read this and you didn't read Ultimate X, which I think, from what my understanding, Ultimate X really establishes like what has Jean Grey been doing? You know, Wolverine's son. Who are these other mutants and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And you said that you can pick this up. Yeah, you so, know exactly what's going on. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really well written, and it's not like. Spencer doesn't hold your hand through it. You know what I mean? Like, tell you this is this, this is this. Like, a lot of introductory issues do. It's just if you read the dialogue, if you read it through, like, you know, pay attention. Right. Like, you'll understand what's going on. And it's good. Uh, it's very interesting. It's a straightforward uh, book. But yep. it's also um, it's, it's strong because of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Jean here. Uh, That's good. Yeah, I, th- I think she's a cool first, character here. Yeah, in, the in first the, couple the, you know, pages were crazy, though. Like it's really sad. Yeah, and you get and that you, was chilling. Yeah, it was really, really creepy. Mm, and I you need get to read a this. and you get a feeling of like the state of like the society and how they view mutants that and was, how yes, yeah, totally. So so that one scene was like wow. And then you know that she feels sort of helpless. Like I can't even imagine what it would be like to be her in that situation. So and it's it's both incredibly. I don't want to say ham-fisted because that sounds like an insult, but it's not. It's like it paints in very broad but also very subtle strokes. It's it's very. Yeah, it does a really great job of what yeah. it does. And also, it's um, frightening what's happening to mutants. Yeah, and yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Taco Medina, the mm-hmm. artist who I He's love. He's fantastic. Love. love. <laughs> He's really, really. I got hooked good. on him when he drew the third arc of Marvel Team Up, which was called League of Losers, and it involved Dark Hawk, and his rendition of Dark Hawk was amazing. <laughs> and I do want to say, some people are saying Johnny Storm on the X Men. I mean, I didn't see what <laughs> it was like here. Justified in this. But yeah, and was, I haven't read this yet, but you know, he. Cause it, he and and Bobby were living with Peter and Aunt May and yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man and Kitty Pride dated Peter for a little while so you know there's that connection you know that's why they're together so I kind of th- I like the idea of a non-mutant being an X-Men because in Ultimate X we had the Hulk kind of show up where you know Gene was able to help him Karen whatever you want to call her and you know deal with with you know controlling the Hulk and all that so I'm all for you know that, that again. This but is the they, ultimate universe. Let's mix it up a little bit. It's funny they do address it. They address exactly what you're talking about, and they do it in a very clever way. Cool. So. I definitely <laughs> need, need to read that. A uh, Supergirl number one. Good book. I like this again. Quick so book. so here here here's where it's odd. I really like the Supergirl character. You know, recently, and this is basically wiping out a lot because she's just coming to Earth. We have to assume this is taking place in current time. And so basically it's, it's, it's getting rid of all that, but the way it's all presented, I, I really liked it. I liked how, where she landed mm-hmm. and I liked the fact <laughs> yeah. that this is not like a lot of the other DC books where she actually comes out of her ship fully clothed. It's not like when Michael <laughs> Turner drew her and, you know, she was completely naked because why would you put your daughter in a ship with no clothes <laughs> on? Because she was being bombarded with 
you know, yellow rays. Who, who gave her clothes again? Was it Wonder Woman? She like brought, she, she, I think brought she some a, clothes. She's like, here, no, please put she, this she on. Had a, she got someone's jacket, like some street person's yeah. trench coat. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like running through the street and the cops are chasing her. And, <laughs> she's and running through the street looking like she's about to surprise her boyfriend yeah. at work. <laughs> so, Boy, what a surprise. <laughs> but what, what's interesting is, you know, she's, she's not really sure what's going on. So it's like we, we don't know. And the other thing is... Is she looks less helpless in this though, like because I remember with the whole Michael Turner thing, she looked like a scared kid, and in this, she is like just whooping all well, manner of ass. I mean, while she doesn't you know, understand what's going on. As, as great, you know, Michael Turner is amazing, but <laughs> no, you know, no, he, sure. I actually he, love his Batman. <laughs> he drew them, you know, everyone really petite, and mm-hmm. and that's how she came across her. So here, I love his Batman because his Batman has claws. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Um, what we don't know is because with the Michael Turner Jeff Loeb. Supergirl, if you want to attribute it to them, right. she was actually older than Kal El. Yes. You know, she she was a teen. So whatever happened, her ship she got stuck in the suspended animation longer. You know, took her longer to get to Earth for whatever reason. So even though she was in a, like a seventeen year old body, she was technically supposed to be like like twice like thirty four or something like that. So she was older than Clark, but she's really younger. Here we don't know. It seems like reading some of that though, because this isn't t shirt and jeans Superman. This is. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. This has to be a current time. Yeah. So the only, my only problem, what I'm not sure about, is her powers. So she doesn't really have power because she's like, I can feel the cold and stuff like that. Sun comes up, and all of a sudden she's, she's displaying her powers. Yet in Action Comics, we have Clark, who has been, we assume, living on Earth for a while, and he's limited in his powers. He can't fly. He, you know, he struggles lifting things. So either she is a lot more powerful than, than Clark is, which I think that's what they said before, that Supergirl yeah. had the potential to be stronger than Superman. Or maybe she it's a costume. Robot. Maybe that's why Superman's wearing the what they're calling the Kryptonian armor. Maybe that is enhancing, absorbing the sun's rays. Or I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I don't know if, if it's a little goof or if there's something more to her power levels. But it was a good issue. And like we was mentioned, I love that there was no gratuitous yeah. scenes in here. <laughs> it wasn't a, um, part of it maybe because she's supposed to be a teenage girl. But it's just, it, it's never not necessary. DC before. Yeah, it, I'm just going to go out and say. It's absolutely, it's, it's not necessary. It was, it was a good book. I believe it was Linkara who brought up the Mary Marvel upskirt shots. <laughs> All right, Spider Island. I, I, I'm, I got so much to read. Spider Island, Spider Woman. I just read this. It's good. It's um, Fred Van Lenty. It's a little, it's a good little like Spider Woman character study, and it, it adds a little bit of, of depth to her character. It also makes her pheromone power a bit cooler. Uh, by making it that basically it actually makes people feel uncomfortable uh, around her because she puts out like these sort of spider vibes of like being and you know spiders and they bring this up and the spiders are extremely territorial creatures and I they really won't don't kill each costume. other. <laughs> That's why I had that page yeah. open. It's waiting for you to say You're something. Mean. <laughs> One of the great costumes. But, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, it was an interesting, it was a good one-shot. If it is a one-shot, pick it up. <laughs> oh, is it a one-shot? It is. Interesting. It's Spider Island. Interesting, She's Tony. busy in Avengers. What? what? You asked me, <laughs> is it like a three? I'm... You said, is it a three-ish miniseries? I was like, nope. Is it four-issue? Nope. Five, six, seven? Nope. I never said one shot, though. I feel like I'm missing I never some said, yeah, you never said inside one. joke here. Now, she asked me how many issues it was. Ah, and... The one shot. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger, Spider Island. I said most of the Marvel her- heroines are blonde. And then, that have and, like and, prominent roles in, in and Marvel books. And I listed books. a string of characters who were not. That were like D-list characters. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Kitty Pride's not a D-list character. I heard half of that conversation. Damn it. Yeah. Hope. <sighs> is a redhead. 
She-Hulk. Are you saying there aren't enough greenheads? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, okay? So what? Who cares? There's a lot of brown-haired superheroes. Carly Cooper. Cloak and Dagger. Even Julia Steve Carpenter. Rogers, the Nazi puncher, was blonde hair, blue-eyed. That's, that's always seemed that's, weird to that's me. That's enough, Corey. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger, Spider Island. I am Nick really Spencer. confused by this book because I missed the first issue. <laughs> I gotta read this one, too. It's got great visuals. That's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Emma Rios, she did the Osborne um, that's miniseries. That's pretty. I'd like to read this. You gotta read. Did you read it? It's good. One? It's interesting. It's going in a really weird direction. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men. Oh, I didn't read that. I'd like to read that, too. <laughs> it's 543. Oh, yeah, so this is fear itself. So what what happened? Uh, this juggernaut has one of the hammers from fear. So it's a fear itself tie-in, and they go to get the with Simarex. Sim, 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 I forget the, the the crystal, and magic. Eliana was going to grab the crystal, but and Peter's like, no, I'll do it. So he takes also it. Makes way more sense for him to do it. Transforms him. What's going to happen between him and Kitty? And you know, now he's this got can't this be permanent. That's all I'm going to say. But well, it is in the the Regenesis teaser, I think he was he's still, still showing up. that. Yeah. Oh really? Because okay. I, I, well, I I think that that it wasn't like a oh yeah you can just grab grab the power for you know a couple of days to deal with Jogger. <laughs> I think it's like you're bonding with the power, so that's why it was kind of this, this big big deal. It's like a sacrifice. Right. That's why Peter didn't want Eliana to do it, or otherwise anyone could do it. So I think it's going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be forever, but right. it's going to be you know for a little while. So we're getting close to the end of Uncanny X-Men until number one comes out. <laughs> so not really the end. I don't know what the point Nothing is. Nothing really ends, Tony. Yeah. X-Factor. So someone asked me, how come we never talk about X-Factor on a podcast or review it? I, I actually have... wonder that, too, because I really like X-Factor. Really? Yeah. Then we should talk about it more often, because I know cause Sarah Norm don't really read X-Factor. And the what, art is a little off-putting. I'm sorry to whoever the artist is. I well, apologize. I'm not a big fan. But I Leonard like, Kirk. Yeah, I like the writing an awful lot. Yeah, I mean Peter David. I love Peter David. Like you know, his Hulk run and, and X Factor. I mean, he he always throws. I mean, he's got this great sense of humor where he's always putting in there. You know, sometimes it's almost too much. But that's what's good about it being an X Factor because X Factor is like it's the one X book that is so completely detached. Has nothing to do with, with Utopia or Second Coming, any of that that's stuff. That's why it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on its own. So you don't want to have to read a million different X titles. You got this. He also, so, made, he also took Baltimore Man from being one of the silliest characters so yeah. in the Marvel Universe to being one of the best. <laughs> Layla Miller. I love yeah. Layla Miller. You know, she, she's, she aged because she was stuck in the future. Right. when, uh, And she's got that tattoo now on her eye yeah. from being in a mutant camp. and. So it, it's it's his, just his Madrox miniseries is still holds up amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that X Factor was part of the Regenesis teaser, but I guess they kind of had to. Cause, yeah. But I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's good in a way because I, I that's kind of why we don't talk because I think you know a lot of people stick with like the core X Men books and then they're like, well, I I can only read so many books, so I'm not going to read X Factor because it doesn't tie into the other books. It doesn't have big events, even though big things do happen here. So and I mentioned this before. So we we have um, Richter in here using his powers, and, right. and so I, it's great that you know Children's Crusade stuff happens. So it's it's just good. And like I said, Layla Miller and and she's I, I really like she her. She knows stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers. This fear is a fear itself, itself tie-in. This is number seventeen. Bendis and Romita Jr. Uh, this cover has nothing to do with inside. Yep. <laughs> there there's there's some little bickering. Hawkeye's kind of a jerk, but it's a. <laughs> Traumatic situation, but I, I guess. Mean, Hawkeye's always kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's something he said. This um, is lame. 
Oh, so they're 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 sitting there. They're trying to figure out like like the you know Avengers Tower is is gone, and and you know they're like trying to figure out what should they do. And Spider Woman's like, Ugh, all my stuff was in there too. <laughs> and then, well, I'd be pretty <laughs> upset as well. But then yeah, here's you know? here's what Hawkeye says. Yeah, you know, you want to know what else was in there? All of Tony Stark stuff, which I am assuming is much more valuable than your hairbrush collection. <laughs> you did not just say that. <laughs> And he's like, leave me alone. I'm very nervous. Who wrote this Bendis? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And then she starts talking. This is Jessica Drew. She's talking to you know whoever, S.H.I.E.L.D. or somewhere, Captain America. It's so rude. <laughs> and, then, and then it oh. gets, gets better. So she's, you know, she's talking. She's like, what, what's going on? Where's Captain America? You know, we're here. And, and then he's like, all you do is alert them to our presence. <laughs> you no, know, Hawkeye's like, a tremendous jerk in that book. But, but you know, the but reason they're, as a jerk. the reason they're doing that because this is going to happen. We saw a couple issues. I don't know, I think it was an annual or a couple issues ago where they're kind of like, oh, look at Hawkeye over there. Ooh, la, la. And, and so you know something's going to happen. Sorry, that was one of your favorite issues, wasn't it? Something's going to happen be- between them. And again, uh, so, so I think they're, 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 they're setting the it up. This is like, like the old pulling the hair, you know, the boys no, totally. used to do. Cause, so Hawkeye's being used a, to do? I don't know. Do people still pull your hair? Yes. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> So, so no. you, you know. <laughs> well, All right, that, I'm leaving. That's the way you know people like you, Sarah, if they pull your hair. This is uh, Blue Beetle. So, so if you ever see Sarah Lima in, in the street. That's, that's <laughs> it. We can move on. Don't pull her hair to let her know how you really feel. <laughs> the streets of San Francisco. Blue Beetle. <laughs> Blue Beetle number one. This is Jaime Reyes. <laughs> Next convention we go to, I'm going to have people like touching my hair. Not everybody like... <laughs> Sarah, leave it. Get back. <laughs> or you'll be come back oh, half, right, half bald. Okay. You have bald patches. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. This is totally derailed, huh? <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about comics for a long time, but we good. still have a lot to do. <laughs> so, oh, on a comics podcast. No well, <laughs> which is kind of good because I don't have a lot of news to talk about. All right, then let's take our um, Blue Beetle. I didn't get a chance. I kind of skimmed through this. Um, I have three hairbrushes. Four. Oh, so well, you do have a hairbrush collection. So if the Avengers Tower <laughs> goes down, you'll still have hairbrushes. So, yeah, I didn't read this. I, I, I can't comment on I this. I heard that it was very good. Um, I think Demers. Demers. He said, um, he said it was okay. He really likes Blue Beetle, too. So what does he, he even like? He, he might have had higher. Can I ask you he, that? Can you answer liked, me seriously? Um, he liked Captain America. No? I think really? he gave that a four, I think. I mean, really like. What else did he review this What week? would he give a five to? I don't know. <laughs> Has he ever given a five to anything? I don't know. Don't Does he actually me. like comics? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Hawkeye, number two. I didn't read this either. I did. It was good. It was very good. Oh, I cracked myself up. The writing is great. The art is great. Except it the is cover. Great. cover is so cheesy. The cover is not great. <laughs> he's, so, he's so intense. He it's is. like an 80s I movie. I have lightning coming out of my armpits. It kind of looks... <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but look at his his bow. He's got this like computer tracking, right? Like um, minority report computer system mm-hmm. where he, you know pops up there. So. He, he, he looks wait, like he's why posing he though. A, Hawkeye doesn't need a, a scope. No, or they don't. And they t- they say why in this book. They okay, say why Hawkeye that. is. Wasn't he going blind once? That's in the regular. That's six one six. But no, yeah. this this actually they say. Like, they explain why Hawkeye can do the things that he does. So he's still going blind, right? No. <laughs> that was 616. We just... This that. is ultimate. And that was resolved. But he's going blind. Now they resolved it. Because oh. it's end of the series, so of course they fix it. Okay. Which I like that. It was Jim McCann. I miss his. He did that 
zombie Christmas carols. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing after that. Legion of Superheroes, number one. <sighs> See, I... I, I kind of like Legion Lost because How do you they're, really they're feel? on Earth. Well, I don't know. I, actually, I didn't read this. But just, I'm, okay, look at this. Waka, waka, waka. Watch, <laughs> look, look at this. When you, when you open this page, the second page. I'm so confused. Exactly. You see, even though one of the things about Legion Superhero, <laughs> I don't know why I've been so excited. One of the things that I've noticed a lot of times, they, they do the little captions here that Matt Fraction did a lot in, um, right. in Uncanny X-Men. But I think they did that before... I don't know. And all like the all comics used to do before? Um, they don't, not all comics. But, anyways, Legion of Superheroes used to always do this. They would tell you their name, their powers, and like what planet they come from. So that's great, for, especially for a book like this, it has like a zillion different characters from a zillion different worlds. So you kind of know right away who they are. But just looking at that, that is intimidating. That, that's my yeah. problem with the Legion of Superheroes because there's been so many different versions. I mean, I. Even though I've I've read quite a few, not, I mean not as much like Batman comics, but I, I've read a lot of Legion comics, and I still have a hard time following it. It was Jeff Johns did a great job like incorporating them back with when you know, when he was writing Action Comics and right before Final Crisis and all that. But still, I feel like I, I don't really know. And the other weird thing, which I don't know how that's going to come into here, because so it was recently that Superboy. Clark Kent was never Superboy. There was no Superboy in Smallville. He he grew up, went away, became Superman. But then we had the Legion there. The Legion always came back and interacted with Superboy. How does that happen? And that's where that Time Trapper character, not Trapper Keeper, that Time Trapper, the, the <laughs> pink guy, where he created a pocket universe with that, like his other Superboy. So that's where the Legion kept going. So it's, again, just all this confusion, like what's going on? And so I don't know how this one was. Actually, I think I think Inferior Ego, Matt. Um, reviewed this. I don't think he liked it so much. So maybe he's not in a good mood. I don't know. <laughs> Daredevil number four. Good. Another one Marvel Give gave us this early, which was very nice of them. Yeah. So it's um, and surprisingly, it's not Paulo Rivera. No, but Marcos it's, Martin. It's Marcos Martin. Very and it's, similar. Their their artistic styles are very similar, and it's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, although the beginning's sort of interesting. Like Pre- preview theater. <laughs> and all these different panels I had to crop. Oh, God. Well, actually, originally, I was going to do them individually, but I was like, that's too small yeah. and it's too much. So yeah. I just did three three in a row. Um, so we, Daredevil shows up. He's running whatever. He's fighting lions and stuff. <laughs> that's why we need a that's camera. That's how it starts. <laughs> You're acting up. I am. I'm different kind of TV theater. In, in, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funnier when Corey does it, though. He runs funny. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, so Matt and Foggy are running this, uh, consulting firm now. And, um, attorneys, but but he can't, can't. he can't defend his clients in court. So he's consulting his clients and helping them defend themselves in court. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy, but it sort of works and it's nice. The, the issue focuses mainly on Matt uh, as an attorney consulting which is cool because the, there's been a lot of action in the series in the last two issues right this is the fourth or the mm-hmm. third fourth. yeah in the last like two or th- i guess the three issues and um this one focuses more on on yeah on that that asset of, aspect of his character um he he decides to take on a client who is also blind uh, and and that and it's pretty interesting it's good so i give it a four it's very pretty um it's a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. 
All right, so let's see. I don't know what happened. So X-Men. Adjectiveless 18. X-Men. Now, this, I, I want to read this because this is crossing over with the FF. So um, I like the, the other two. Those were good. Fear Itself, Uncanny X-Force. Sarah has not been approving of this. No, first issue was... Well, I mean, you're comparing it to the regular fun. X-Force. So well, I mean, how, what else am I going to compare it to? I mean, yeah, it's, it's got X-Force in the title. Mickey and Friends. <laughs> well, you know, if you compare... I like Mickey and Friends better. And the other thing is, is oh. some of these, these no, fear, we're get sued. I'm sorry. The fear, fear itself tie-ins, it's, uh, it's, like, it's like we don't need so many tie-ins. No. Invincible Iron Man. It was good. Um, we kind of, because we see what happens with Iron Man in fear itself, but it's, it's kind of neat to see the lead-up to that. Um, Fraction and La Roca, right? Mm-hmm. Continue si. to absolutely kill it. Um, La Roca. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, very fun, very interesting, good tie-in. Like it's a good tie-in because it's something I like, that's I like not how we necessary, but just good. how you just finished saying that there's too many tie-ins, but well, this is a good if, one. If more were like this. Well, this isn't this isn't enough. It's it's a tie-in, but it's it's still the regular series. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, this is regular Invincible Iron Man, but it's also more showing you what happens behind the scenes of the main book, whereas Uncanny X Force seems to have no real. Tie it, to and the that's main a mini series. <laughs> so, Heroes for Hire. I haven't read that yet. Right. Neither have I. I've been hot and cold on this book. It sometimes yeah. is really good. Sometimes I, haven't, I don't really remember if I read the uh, issue twelve already. Remember the, um, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Second verse, same as the first. I I've been digging. This is a point one. They're still doing point ones. One sixty three point one. That Baron Zemo. Um, yeah. So this Jeff Parker has been doing a great job. I've not read that yet. Um, we have Red Wing number three, Ninja Turtles, and Hulk forty one, which has great. Just all the Jeff Parker, but great. Betty Brightweiser color. Ah, oh, beautiful. And that's it for the week. So that that's all the big things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh right? is it? Yeah, that's is it. that all the big things? I, I so. We both know you've been saving the best for last. <laughs> oh, okay. Red Hood and the Outlaws. All right, so Tony, you gave us a four. Mm-hmm. P.S. If it had been me, I would have given it like a one. <laughs> you said a two. I said a 1.5. I'm going to round down since we don't do point But we allow, we allow our users to. We allow our users to do point because we are whatever. Generous. Yeah, but we, we do not. So I generally, I round down. Okay. Generally. <laughs> and I felt that this was not good. <laughs> I don't like the characterization of a few characters. Uh, namely, Jason Todd. What's going on with Jason Todd? I understand that uh, Scott Lobdell is, is trying to steer away from the whole Batman-Jason Todd relationship. But uh, it doesn't sound like Jason, as far as the narration goes. Also, size of his legs. <laughs> Can I just say that's pretty funny? If I were to close my eyes and someone were to read this dialogue to me, I couldn't tell Jason Todd from Roy Harper in this book. You know what? I totally <laughs> agree with you. They're both just... It, it feel, okay, listen. I'm sure a lot of people like this issue. I personally didn't like this issue. Uh, there was uh, It was a little crude. And also... I don't like... The image that we've been seeing at the back of every yeah. DC issue this month. Starfire. This <laughs> um, I, I, feel like, I feel like this is just like Jason and Roy, and she's there for just fan Sometimes service. Sometimes fan fiction writes itself. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. I don't like the fact that she doesn't remember anything that she's done. That's fine. I also don't like the fact that she goes on about how she... Well... Jason explains to Roy that she only, like, she can only smell and see. She doesn't see see humans as people. 
Right. She doesn't see humans as people, and she can only see them and smell them. Yeah. So why is she, what's with the promiscuity? Like, I don't get it. I mean, you can have polyamory in these books and not... No, I mean, <laughs> why, have, like, why, why is she having sex then? Because uh, she derives physical enjoyment from it. But if she can't... If she can only see and smell... I don't think he meant literally. Like, she can literally, like, feel them and touch them. Yeah, I, that's, what, that's my thing is, this, this is all more. Jason. Jason Todd's not the smartest guy around. Excuse you. <laughs> he's pretty smart. He is. So, he's. this is just him saying stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, when we talked a little bit about this, it's not like he's an expert on her race. You know, this is just what he's getting. This could even be just stuff that she said, and, and who knows if she's being straight with him. You know, we don't mm-hmm. know what the whole thing is. And yet, he tells Roy she's been, quote-unquote, with me. But again, does that really mean it happened? Or is he just saying that? Is he trying to get, no, make himself... Really no, it but, but again, left into but, bed with Roy. It's, no, no, it, it happened. You know, so that, that's the thing is you don't know there there's, could be more I mean, to she's it. she's polyamorous. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it just... I don't know. It just, but the way it was written here just seemed... I, I went hot and cold. She it's doesn't. Funny she, that you gave it four, you gave it two. I probably would have given it three. <laughs> I, I feel like she's not a person. One. <laughs> like that's like that. That's just the way that. I mean, this and, is and the, the first other, issue. I don't feel like any of them are people yet. <laughs> that's the thing. I think it's too early to, to make a, a firm judgment based on this. But the other thing, like you know, your your thing, Sarah, is like you know, Jason Todd wouldn't have sex. You know, he's whatever. You know, his again. That's why. We don't no, really he'd have sex if it was like it's it's like vindictive, so right? We, like we, I'm going to have sex know. with Talia because I know so she's crazy. been with Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like that is why they had sex. That is so weird. He because he's clearly like he's clearly like bisexual or something. Mm-hmm. Like I I always read Jason as like maybe asexual. He's a little balcony. He's a see, yeah. He's that, a little just thing. like I don't really like like I'll have sex with someone because it will. Sex is a like, tool uh, for him. Yeah, like but since, vengeance. since when? Since he came back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since I mean, before all that happened, that would that was that was nothing. Who his character was? So, yeah, I mean, but I liked that. Changed. I thought that was cool. Well, I mean, he was always kind of the bad boy of the Robins. <laughs> yeah, but and then then there's a scene where you know, so so Roy and Corey are are in bed. Jason, he he knows they're there. Calling her Starfire. <laughs> <laughs> Coriander. So you know, and it's like you know, Jason doesn't care because again. You you don't know what's going on between them. Well, I mean that's kind of how polyamory works. You can't be jealous yeah. if you're going to agree to it. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. That the I think she has been changed a little. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> got to see where it's going to go. I I don't know, and I I don't think Jason is an expert on Starfire. Is just all I'm going to say. No, I think definitely not. He could just be talking it up to Roy because it's just the two of them. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to make himself look better. Yeah, if nothing else, he's you know kind of alpha mailing. Yeah. yeah, and it's not really dressed, but I think he's he's wearing the bat symbol as like a big f you to Bruce. Oh sure, yeah, sure, of course, I agree. Everything he does you know, is because people ask about that. You know, you to Bruce. obviously, you know, he's using guns for one thing. Bruce would never conduct. So, well, he's, I, well he'll, he'd also kill people. Like, yeah. He had a yeah. mini gun when he first did. Yeah, dude. so so there's 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 no connection. Not like you know he's one of Bruce's um, soldiers or no, part of Batman. No. Or I mean, like at least I like I feel like that has remained constant. I. Like so, I'm so torn on this book because I want to. I love Jason Todd. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason Todd's like top five of my favorite characters ever, and so for me, it's like, all right, here it's like this character I love. What is going on? <laughs> and then I have to like 
sit just, there and like Starfire, she makes me a little upset. Like I, I'm, I mean, like the characterization of her in this first issue doesn't make me very happy. Is it and, just me or since the rise of Arsenal has Roy Harper just been like sexified? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't love it, and you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, and it's a little over, over, overly gratuitous for my taste, and that's just me. But you know. Uh, you know, whatever. But, but see, I, I like this opening scene, you know, like the two of them trying to get out of this prison and, you know, just all this action. And expo- you know, so it was like, you know, a, a, the cop buddy movies, you know, just yeah. big budget. It's like so, an action movie. Yeah. Problem and, and, yeah. And that, that's you've why got it, like it, the two it was, guys and was, they're super cool and, and they've got you guns and, and you've got like the hot girl. And Is that all the great like buddy cop movies like 48 Hours or Lethal Weapon or Tango and Cash uh, was that... Harley Davidson and Marvel Man. Was that they need to be juxtaposed they need to be not opposites necessarily because it's a little too stereotypical. And I get that both of these guys are smart asses, but like, which one is the straight man of these two? Roy Harper. Is he though? You would he's, hope so. He's kind of talking trash. He's kind of like acting wild. He's acting goofy. Like I can't tell them apart. Like I said before, I like they're not different enough to, for yeah. this to be to, for this to make an interesting dynamic. Because like Roy Harper's fine with Jason Todd, you know, capping fools in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's not going think, like, hey, try to aim for the kneecaps or something. Wait, I like. <laughs> I think that. Um, I don't think that this was written for for me. It wasn't written for girls. I think it was written for guys. But it says dedicated to Sarah Lee. Oh really? <laughs> no, it's weird. Can you read that to me, please? Right. And I mean, you know, so the dudes romantic. aren't exactly you know wearing their Sunday best. Like you know, Roy Harper walks around shirtless most of the time. Jason Todd's. Walking around in his bathing suit, so you know maybe it's yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Corey, ladies, don't go down that road. Oh, I'm sorry. Un- until we see, you know, Jason dripping wet, yeah. flicking, flicking his hair, <laughs> oh, coming no. out of the water I'm like a dolphin. It's even. Then, <laughs> then we can talk about that. I'm not saying it's even. But is, is yeah. that something you'd want to see? Uh, you know what? If you're gonna do that to Starfire, yeah, but sure, I, I, I want to th- see. But it. I don't think it's the same reaction. You know, a guy might like the flicking of the hair, and I don't know if a girl would like. I think maybe she would. Okay, well, maybe some, some girls would like the flicking of their hair. I don't know. Why don't. not? Yeah, sure. Like a dolphin, please. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we clearly have different uh Yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to see where this goes. I, I, I would like to think that there's, there's something more going on. I'm not, I'm not interested. Makes okay. me upset. <laughs> Got Lovedell, you made Sarah upset. <laughs> yeah, dude, what's going on? I think it's because you made him upset. You know what? That's At San Diego. You said he tried talking you a time, and you didn't. That's a YP, not an MP. That is your problem, not my problem. Deal! Let's go to Catwoman number one. And the gratuitous discussion continues. So, uh, okay, so... I, I have not read this. You haven't read this. I flipped through it. So I, I, I've read did pages. You read this? I did. Okay, so I would be interested to know what you have to say. Do you want to start? Or? <laughs> I don't. Um... No, I enjoyed it. I'm going to say that uh, in the end. I do think, and I, I read your review, and maybe that was a mistake because then I was looking for it. Uh-huh. So I kind of would have liked to have read this fresh. So why did you make me click on your review? Um, Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, held that gun to my head. Um, so no, I will. I agree that there was a lot of gratuitousness in this, but at the same time, I also think that Catwoman was really well written, and it is kind of cool to see her get back to having fun with what she does. Yeah. Uh, the last few pages. I don't know. I don't know what to think. You know what? Just like Starfire, okay. So No, because part of me always wanted to see it happen and part yeah. of me is disappointed that it did. Really? Why? Because, because it's like it because it's of, like the cat and bat chase that like you liked the chase. Because okay, and I'll give you a really boring, really 
dumb example. Mm-hmm. The show Frasier. Uh, there was always this dynamic between Frasier's brother Niles and uh, his father's caretaker Daphne. There was always this huge will they, won't they, <clears throat> which was finally ended in one of the last seasons of that show. And the moment that it ended, I lost interest in the show itself because mm-hmm. as much as I, it's, it's like as much as you think you want to see it happen, as much as you think you want to see this will they, won't they finally come to an end. Mm-hmm. Once it does come to an end, what's left? So, okay. Um, so now I'm going to... Okay, this is going to get a little bit graphic. So right. if, if you're, like, you're listening and, you have a, and you're listening with a kid, you may want to like turn it off or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how much you want to have your ch- children Playing listen. Two consenting adults who dress up have as I a given them enough time to sort of? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Tony, Tony turns to the page where she's like... Full. Well, okay, there is that, also that panel. There's <laughs> like oh a full, full page. Um, the last uh, three pages, and I think like if, you, if you've checked online already, then you know that they, like, they clearly... Like, there's some foreplay that happens in the last <laughs> like, three pages of the issue. And the last page, you get the impression that they're going to have sex. They're not technically having sex yet. However, I think that we can all agree on the fact that Batman and Catwoman have always been having sex off panel. Yeah. Like, they, that's just something that they've been doing. No, you brought up Hush in your review, and I absolutely agree. Yeah. See, I thought like they, that, they never did it until Hush. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That, that's, that was my impression, is I don't recall... I mean, there's always a flirtation, uh-huh. but I don't remember them even really, like, making out. I mean, there might have been, like, a little... Like, she steals a kiss or here or there, but I, I... And I could be totally wrong, but I don't remember any past stories where they actually had something like an embrace of any sort mm-hmm. so what whatever so sorry yeah but it happened like, yeah it's, so it's yeah, yeah so, so when, once in hush they, they developed the relationship yeah, even if it did just start in hush they were they even were together did, yeah i mean they were together but there was always some kind of chemistry going on and you'd always think like okay these two probably doing it off panel and i mean the animated you know I mean? series had actually weirdly enough more chemistry and, than and, the and, yeah. and then there is the batman inc where he's lifting weights and she's and she's wearing there her and, boots and her yeah. underwear whatever yeah absolutely uh, so there's there's always been like a sexual tension in, in chemistry between the two of them. The thing is that like the scene that happens in this like in the last three pages is something that I always thought happened. It's just the first time that I actually read it in a comic book. So when I flipped to those last pages like reading, I'm like, oh, this is happening, and I was like, oh my god, this is finally happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was so it was it was like okay. This is totally in character, and uh, you know the scope right. of her character. This fits within the scope of her character, and I and it makes sense. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the foreplay, which I didn't <laughs> mention in in the in the actual review. And I know a lot of a lot of women were a little bit. A lot of female readers were very upset at the amount of. Uh, has quote unquote you know gratuity in this comic. I was upset that she spent a lot of the, her the time like showing half a breast or like a full breast really or something weird. in like throughout the comic. I think we could have done without that. However, the scenes where with the foreplay, I feel are almost appropriate. Uh, he shows up. He asks her what's wrong, and rather than answering the question, she decides to just seduce him. Just, because yeah. one, Catwoman doesn't want to talk to Batman about her feelings. Because if their relationship is casual sex, like every once in a while, then she's not interested in getting personal with him. <laughs> Two, like he's like, well, no, we're not doing this again. But you know, yeah, he's been seduced <laughs> by Catwoman, so it's like one of those things. And I think, 
like if you look, like she's always in control of the situation, mm-hmm. right? So that last page, who's on top? Catwoman. <laughs> okay, so As like, like yeah, you know, so so like she, like that whole like there's. There's, like, it's not just about, like, the physical act of, okay, these two are getting it on now. It's the who's in control of, in every one of those panels, who is in control most of the time. And I think that that, that can be attributed to her character and that she, she's, I'm not answering to you. Like, if... She was very well written in this. Like, yeah. regardless of what you think of the visuals, Catwoman was very, very well written. I totally agree, and it's not just because I really like Judd Winnick and right. the stuff he writes. It just happens to be that I, I enjoyed it. Um, could could do with the, all the breast shots, though. Like, I really could have done without like, that. This is, this is kind of a discussion that I'd be willing to have just for how many times it came up this week. Like, what at what point does something become gratuitous? And, like, this could be an interesting editorial, but I feel like with editorials you only get one viewpoint, and I feel like you have three great viewpoints sitting right here at this yeah. table. Also with an editorial, you know, you could spend a lot of time and thought writing a well-crafted editorial, but then a lot of times the comments go off in their own argument. And, and also and, a lot of times they don't clearly read. don't read the article. Yeah, they don't read it. <laughs> and we can tell. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, maybe we could talk about this at some other point. Okay. I, I, I don't know. If we don't need to do it this week, then... Yeah. Um, so that's like that's what I that's what I think. I, just I wasn't. Figured it would be prescient this week because it did. While I was while I was a, a, like a little bit uncomfortable by what I saw in Outlaws, mainly because I, I felt like I felt like Starfire treated herself. She sort of objectifies herself in yeah. in you know in a sense like and she sees herself as an object and she's just she's I just, just didn't, a, she didn't care. She's like a vessel for. Like, I just want to have sex right right now. Catwoman uses her sexuality and, like, okay, so she's getting a little bit naked in her, you know, physique to get what she wants. So, so the scene with, like, the scene with the Russian mobster, she, like, how, how quickly would it have taken her to take him down if she hadn't been distracting him? Right. You know what I mean? It would have taken a little bit longer. That might be the first instance where I've actually seen, oh, well, it's a distraction, and it actually has been valid. Yeah. That is maybe the first But then time. she took him out really no, fast totally. and she got the hell out of there. But the thing is, she's never done that before. That's fine, yeah. but I feel like that's her personality. Well, and this seemed like, like personal and you get the flashback and it is personal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, this, this, like her friend was raped, you know, and, and murdered by this guy. I and didn't read she's it. She's like, well. Spoiler alert. Well, there you go. Like you can't, you can't judge a book. By just the by the bra, unless it's, I, I, unless I just, it's outlaws. I just I just don't think it's it's necessary at all. I mean, I don't think there's I don't read a comic to see someone in their bra. And I respect that, and I re- yeah. and I respect what let's, you're saying, let, let and us, I agree. Uh, t- table this discussion, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I've I been. Totally I mean, we, we you and I we've kind of talked about this since the issue came out, and mm-hmm. I just. I mean, I am not a prude or anything, but I just, I mean, and, and yeah, this is T plus, teen mm-hmm. plus, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, so I, I don't know if it was with this book or with, with um, Red Hood, people are saying, oh, it's, it's great to see comics are getting adult, but I don't think seeing her yeah. in her bra, you know, with, with one whatever hanging out, I don't think that makes it a better, better book. No, this it, was... it, it might show that she's a sexual character, that she will use that. 
great. You know, no, if, I, if I mean, I, th- I think that I think that even like the sh- like the first page where you don't see her face and like you only see like her her body and like her breast being out and exposed like For so a couple pages so many still... times in this issue. I think that that was completely unnecessary and we didn't need it. Like absolutely didn't need it. I actually wrote an article recently about our comics too serious and that is a point that I bring up is people is some people do say like oh yeah we get like nudity and sex and all this stuff and that's great to see comics getting mature and it's like that's not maturity that's adolescent fantasies because right. if it doesn't have context then it's not mature right <laughs> anyway yeah I, I don't, I don't so know so that is the final issue of the week well, yeah, there, there's some others but um, Tony you should read it I'm going to put it on your read pile <laughs> okay. hey I read Outlaws you read Catwoman. And just like at the end of that book, totally Catwoman fair. is on the top of the read pile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> high five, yeah. Corey. Oh, yeah. Daily, weekly high five. <laughs> All right. As far as news, there wasn't a whole lot of news that I found this week. Um, there was a, a teaser for the Captain America Blu-ray that had some scenes with the Avengers. I didn't think it was all that spectacular because, you know, we had the little trailer at the end of Captain America that most of us have seen. But... I, and and I guess part of the thing because you know we, we we we've seen we've seen pictures of them in costume and everything like that. So and it, it was like so fast too. So great, it's coming up Blu-ray. Can't wait. But cool, dude. I didn't think that little clip was was that exciting. Um, Dark Knight Rises. There was an interesting article. I think it was on Blaster. Um, could be wrong. Where someone they, where they they kind of speculated all this this stuff that we're seeing. Maybe that's like a smokescreen. You know, maybe so. maybe Nolan is, is is spending ten million dollars, twenty million dollars doing all these big explosion scenes, you know, Batwing going down the street and and but maybe the real film is, is being filmed somewhere else. So maybe it's just like here's this big distraction that this stuff's not gonna actually be in the movie. So you don't like is Bane actually going to look like that then or how like there, how there, there could be that I mean well that, that that's the whole thing, you know, how far would if this is even Possible, you know, how far would they go? How much would they be willing to spend? Because you know, if you're looking at a movie with 200 million, I don't know what the budget is, and you know it's, how much it's, it's, it's going to make a billion. Yeah, how much it's going to make? <laughs> what's you know that extra 10, 20 million? That's like nothing compared to all that. And if it gets people awake, because for me, I don't want to see all this spy footage, but you know, we have no choice, and you see it. It's like everywhere. You know, same thing with Avengers. You're seeing all this stuff, and you know, there's questionable stuff because there's just still with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and what's her name? Moy, Moy, blah, 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 Court, uh, Courtyard. Uh, I just forget uh, her name. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Marion Courtyard. Yeah, it's like, you know, they, they both, like, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt is supposed to be like a, a police officer. It just seems like he could be something more. I think and, he'd make a spectacular black mask. <laughs> and, you know, so, so would, it's yeah. like, no, you know, is there all this denial? It's like, oh, we're, and, and she's even given, you know, Talk, I think she's supposed to be like a Wayne Enterprise board member and all this stuff. I think like she's Talia Al Ghul. So that, that's the thing is, is there could just be this big giant smoke screen that we, that I we want, don't know about. I want Christian Bale to hook up with Marion, not stupido Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll probably be walking around with her, her bra sticking <laughs> out. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. She, she did that in that one movie where she played like a Havoc. sick person. Havoc was it? Havoc? Oh, um, Rachel getting married. How many times has this girl exposed her breasts? And I just have not watched any of her films. I don't remember any any 
nudity and Rachel. Like maybe I. There just, was the one scene. Well, it wasn't like sexy, so there there was that. But it was well, so I she, mean, she, she, she did she did a movie with um <laughs> with a uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that's the one where Jake I think Gyllenhaal. she spent most of the time naked. I didn't see that movie. I didn't, I didn't see either. it either. Because um, there was Havoc, which screened did this whole hilarious feature on. I think that was on Alex Navarro's Thirty Days of Hate. I don't know. <laughs> did he hate it? Yeah, of course. It was, was like it was basically just he was watching all these Netflix movies that were predicted to be one star or lower for him. And yeah, it also had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Actually, weird. It was this yeah. terrible movie, and yeah, she's naked in like half of it. <laughs> I guess she just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, oh, well. with, with Dark Knight Rises, they're they're saying that the ending sequences might be all visual effects. What does that mean? Does that mean it's all you like mean it will be not, all, not all no computer generated? So there could oh. be like animatronics and models and, oh, and stuff like that. Effects. Like yeah, some big. I love practical effects. Yeah, me too. So, but, but I think again, we've had this discussion. Oh, that could just that could be a lie. We don't know. Robocop. Robocop's awesome. I just watched because that of the practical effects yeah. in that film. I think they're they're they're, they're really talking about they want to bring Robocop. They're like. I forgot the director. He's like, now's the time to bring Robocop back. No, never is the time to bring Robocop back. <laughs> you can't do it again. I mean, it's like it's like a really bad, good movie. Well, the thing is, it's a satire, and it's also a Jesus parable, and that both of those are true. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven has come out and said, yes, it is a satire and a Jesus parable. It's just, I don't but know. But he says, like, it's basically an American Jesus, and that's why it's so violent. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Verhoeven is a master of satire that no one gets until he finally just comes out and goes... Okay, here's what everybody missed. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, if they do it, maybe they should call up Frank Miller or something. Ugh, maybe they shouldn't. Because yeah, he did Global Cop 2. Yes, he wrote it. He wrote it. Well, and I mean, he always claims that they changed his vision, and then he came out with that comic book, and the comic mm-hmm. was terrible. Also, out of print, you can't find it. Oh, what a pity. Because cause I, remember, I, I remember picking up the... It was like a two-issue miniseries or four-issue miniseries. I was like, oh. Avatar put it out, I think. No, but there was a Marvel Comics version, I thought, which maybe I'm totally wrong. I think that might have been a while. Because, like, I'm talking about a few years ago that Frank Miller put out his vision Okay, that that might be different. When the movie came out, they did one of those regular movie adaptions. I'm talking about something completely different. (laughs) Um, The Avengers movie, uh, it's going to be at New York Comic Con. They're going to have new footage, they say. So they had no presence pretty much at San Diego. They had some at the Disney Expo, but I guess at New York Comic Con, they're going to be there. It's set in New York. Marvel's always kind of had a bigger presence in New York Mm -hmm. than San Diego. (laughs) I guess they're talking about Iron Man 3 already shooting. They plan on shooting in North Carolina. So I don't know if they're just maybe like pre-production, like scouting out. They're talking about... There's like some big soundstage or movies, you know, so they're going to do some stuff there. So I... I don't know what that's going to be about. How no. old is uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Does anyone know? He's 32. Cool. He's older than that. He's forever 32. He was um, well, he was in oh, that Botox. teenage uh, drug movie in the 80s. So he was probably in his what? 20s. How ironic. Yeah. No, he has made that joke as well. <laughs> Less than zero? Or something. Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, I would say mid to late 40s, if I had to put a number on it. I'm going to say he's closer to 50. Who's correct? 48. That's what I think. And he was born in 1965. Jeez. Do the math. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even doing math. 46? Am I wrong? Did I I miss a decade or is that 46? Tony, come on. Just give us the answer. Mm. I'm off duty, man. It's 46. (laughs) 
He looks much older than 46. Because you're going to make me look like a jackass if I'm wrong. I put the correct what is it? 19? I'll just use my calculator because I'm lazy. A calculator? Calculator. Shut up, guys. <laughs> so for, yeah, he, he looks pretty good for his age. Mm-hmm. Wait, 1960 what? 65. Uh, Come on, Sarah. This is what? not good podcast. Mm-hmm. You're clicking. What's his age? 46. Yeah. All right. Now what's the square root? I don't know. I don't think you can get an even square root on that. You can approximate it. Okay. It'd be like six point six point seven. I have a friend who's a math major who could do this in her head. Wait, it's, <laughs> Tony's it's real. doing okay. it in here, her head here, here's, right here, now. Okay, here, here's how you can approximate the square root of forty six. Okay. Forty six <laughs> is, is between forty six is bet- in between what two perfect square numbers? Oh man, <laughs> forty nine and. Um, Two? <laughs> no. no, six times six. Thirty-six. It's Thirty-six. It's Thirty-six. Right. So forty-six is between thirty-six and forty-nine. Is forty-six closer to forty-nine or is it closer to forty-six? Is it more than halfway closer? Closer to forty-nine. It's close. It's more than halfway closer. So it's more <gasps> it. than six point five. So it's six point seven. Six point seven. Oh wow, Tony, that's great. There you go. There's your math lesson for today. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thor two. So there's a the, sorry dude. The, the one guy that did uh, some um, Game of Thrones. John Bean. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, like maybe he's gonna be direct. Oh, now the they're, they're saying Patty Jenkins. Yeah, I heard about this. So she directed oh, Monster with Charlize Theron. <laughs> so you're saying she might be the director. And um, I have a quote. I forgot who said this. I don't. I didn't write down who wrote the quote. Uh, the sequel will be will take Thor literally to other worlds, and it'll primarily be the journey of that character, of he and Jane Foster, and how the new dynamic with his father is working out, as well as what are the broader stakes for the nine worlds. So I I didn't think um, Jane Foster was like necessarily confirmed. That, you know they weren't sure if they were gonna get Natalie Portman back. And, Do they need to? I mean, <laughs> I mean if Jane Foster's gonna be in there. They can change the actress. I don't know. She seemed like she was pretty smitten with uh, Chris Hemsworth. She's married. Well, we all were. To her credit. <laughs> so, um... Is but she married now? Oh, she's pregnant. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's the director she of Black Swan, right? No. 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 No, no. no Aronofsky just No, it was like some other... Right, is, he, he's a... Uh, I don't know if he's like a producer or something. He's something involved in, in, in Hollywood. That's where they met. Where else would they meet? You know, Starbucks or actors, married people. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so uh, I think they're saying 2013 is when Thor 2 would probably come out because uh, Avengers good. would be 2012. Right. Actually, I think Iron Man is also 2013, is what they're saying. And then there's Captain America. So, Chris Evans, he talked a little bit about it. He mentioned his, his movie deal. He has a six figure movie deal. And he said that's probably going to consist of three Captain America movies and then three Avengers. He's like, I don't think there's going to be other cameos because then things get uh, real sticky with right. the contracts and negotiations and all that. And he says it's probably going to be 2014 when Captain America 2 comes out. Really? I thought they were already shooting that. Captain America 2? No. I don't, they don't He's even, they, so busy they right don't even now. Know, they don't even know what, what they're doing with that, if they're going right. to be flashbacks or That was whatever. why I was shocked to hear that news. I guess uh, maybe it was just rumor. <laughs> well, what he said, the reason it'd probably be, I mean, well, they could start shooting it, I guess. You know, They could always do that. But he said they probably wouldn't release it 2014 because with, Iron Man 3 and Thor 2, you don't want to do too much at one time, yeah. oversaturate, which 
I don't see why Nobody why not. else cares. But that's the thing. So we had Thor this year in May. We had Captain America in, was it June or July? It was July. July. It was end of July. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and then it's like, what do we have now? Nothing. There's like no, no yeah. comic book movies. You know, the closest thing we had recently was Conan. Sure. And I think people don't want to talk about that. that. Better. Um, yeah, so I mean, do you want them? But you want them to come out in summer because they are summer movies. Yeah. They're bright. They're they're shiny. They're action movies. Yeah, because August is supposed to be a bad month for for movies. It's the dumping say. ground of all the movies that couldn't make it into June. Or or did, or did they don't they don't have faith in like Scott yeah. Scott Pilgrim? I, I I enjoyed it, but yeah, they, it's less true these days. There have been some really good movies in August. Like I think The Expendables came out in August. And say what you all about the movie, it made it made money. <laughs> Um, I actually wanted to see that. I wanted to see that too. It's, it's not, really it, big and really dumb. And I really think it's, fun. it's on. It was on on demand. Yeah, no, it's, it's on. It's also on Netflix Instant. Is it? On is there? it? Yep. Who does it? Because because so my wife and I were looking for a movie, and I was like, let's watch that. She's like, eh. I was like, but look at look at all the actors. You used to like all these guys, and she's like, yeah, used to like them. <laughs> I traded watching a Twilight movie. Your for, wife is funny. For my wife watching The Expendables with me. I don't have a life. <laughs> you don't have a life? Wait. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear that. Zing. All right. That doesn't even come close to making up Bert. Never mind. Wait, you said I don't have class before. You say that all the time. You even said, I have no class tonight. And we'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Oh, man. Your word, Sarah. Quote. Um... So, dot, 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 I have no class tonight. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm Catwoman, okay? <laughs> you know, you, you should just put that in, like, your, your Twitter bio things, like, Sir Lima, Comic Island, I have no class. <laughs> tonight! Damn. Okay. The tonight part is important. Okay. You take it completely out but, of context. No, but, but, but that makes it sound worse, though. Does it? I think it does say. I have no class tonight. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to just let it all loose yeah. tonight. <laughs> man, go tonight. all out. No class tonight. I have class every other Watch night. Watch out, world. It's going to be. I'm on the prowl. No class. Oh, man. I'm going to pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no class. Because I'd have to go home and change before class. <laughs> What's even happening in here? <laughs> Jeremy is going to pee your pants. Um, so subscribe, bro. Kind, kind of <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Oh my god! I missed that one. He said, "But it's subscriber only." Oh, this isn't subscriber. It's subscriber. Only. This is. Oh, pee in my pants. No. Oh, save that for the subscriber. Yeah. Subscriber only. Yeah. That, that's. that's He's gonna watch that. That's though. that's. I, you, okay, never now getting, now you never know. You never know. All right, so to check that explicit box. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think this is a, a common question, and I was hesitant to write about it. Um, and it was, it was Bing Bang Boom, who who not asked Bing Fang Boom, no, no. Bing Bang Boom. So he, you know, and he kind of pushed me into writing about this. It's like, what if Marvel did a new Fifty Two? What if they they did a relaunch? Yeah. But, you know, you know what they could do is. New 616 and put out 616 comics in one week. <laughs> New 616. Because they already do that. <laughs> Almost. But don't you remember what Joe Quesada said? They, they do not like he that. He yelled at me Ooh. because I referred to it as 616. Joe Quesada did. He's like, he's like, I edited we it don't out, by call. The way. You, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, we don't call it that. 
Blah blah blah. No, no, that, that was since that, when? It's since always. It, it's been. I've I've known. It, it's might be even. He's like that's a DC thing. Like that. No, like that's a no. He, they the no, creators. No. It's I, I. It's it's a known thing. I've known about it for like before that. That huh. the Marvel creators don't like the six one six. They 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 don't like that name. They Isn't think it's it stupid. in their database. It's on like their wiki. It doesn't Earth six one six. That's so, weird. anyways, is this just because of the whole falling out with Alan Moore? Is that why they don't like it? Because he's the one who actually coined. The he's the, he's the one that coined it. It was in Captain Britain. Yeah, so that Captain Britain different. thing that he wrote. Mm. Basically, like the some, galactic. Some, some good, there's some Cap, if you can find a Captain Britain traits. Um, really Alan Moore, Alan Davis, Mark yeah. Farmer. It's like an all-star. Yeah, cat Chris Claremont cast. did some too. Yeah. So I mean, great. I mean, Betsy Braddock. You know, it's also the only time you'll see Alan Moore writing for. Well, Marvel. that that's when you you <laughs> see because. Um, Betsy Braddock, you know, when, when she had her eyes, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people didn't realize that, that she lost her eyes. And then it was Mojo that gave her mechanical, like bionic eyes that, that, were, that, that were really cameras to Mojo World because everything was a TV. And then, you know, that was fixed and stuff like that. But, yes, yeah, she, she got her eyes. Yeesh. Pretty gross. And there's other um, disturbing things that happen. So a lot of people, oh, people, 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 people don't know. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I was like, "What was it?" I was just what were we talking about? Talking about rebooting Marvel. Right. So it's like, so here's the thing: I am not a strong supporter of rebooting, relaunching anything like that. DC, is, it, I think it's we could say it's successful. Sales are, are going. I mean, this is only the first month. We need to see. Yeah, there's crazy sales high sales. They will, you know, people people are curious about the books. You know, they're going to be testing things out, and they might be like, eh, I don't really like this so much. Maybe they'll pick up some other books instead. You know, go with those, or maybe just say this isn't my thing and just buy less. So yeah, we have to see that. But I, I think overall, um, the reaction has been good. People. Are interested? They're, you know, they're they're liking most of the changes, and I said, you know, even I'm I'm surprising, you know, that with with some of them that I'm okay with the differences that they're going. Even though I've been, I, I according to Sterling Gates, I'm all hung up about continuity, but <laughs> but you know, I, there's some things that I'm I'm okay I think, with. I this. think you and I are both have concerns about that, and I think a lot of fans have concerns about continuity too yeah. because they're invested. Like that's what comics are about. You know, you become invested <laughs> from everything else. The the way I kind of look at it, where I don't get so hung up about it is if they drastically change a character like Jason Todd, mm-hmm. which I think there's still some elements of who he was, and yet he's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I really like Jason Todd too. Yeah. But what I think is, if it's not accepted, if it you know it, it's going to go back to the way it was at somehow you know. Mm-hmm. So when a character goes through some major change, or you know even even if you make it more simple, like if they change your costume. You know, if they change our iconic costume, Superman goes to his blue and white electric costume. You know, people did not like that. It's going to go back. You know, and Spider-Man getting his black and white costume. You know, as as much as people like that, they switch it back because it's so it's such an iconic thing. And a lot of it has to do with with, the, with powers too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like you can't get away from that. You know, they they tried as much as they you know as long as they could. Even you know with the the promos we saw where she's wearing the pants still. But I think I don't know if they just gave into the pressure like okay we need to go back so. When stuff happens, when things change, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to go back. You know, if a character dies, you know, well, that's kind of too easy. We know they're going to come back. You know, so things. It, I, I think it, it's, yeah. it's not worth getting all worked up over. As long as a character, I mean, now if they drastically change someone, like if Jason Todd was a completely different character, then yeah, there's there's grounds to be upset mm-hmm. over that. But 
there's still, like I said, there's still some tiny traces of, of who he was. And we need to see, I'm not going to make, you know, I don't want to get into that discussion again, but, you know, based off of one issue, we need to see where things are going to go. Yeah. Uh, however, um, I think that if, if it's like, like Cassandra Cain, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset about it. Because she's, I don't know where she is, you know. She's going like, to be in Batman Inc. Sure, year. but I mean, they changed her character a lot, and uh, I guess, I guess I, I, I enjoyed her first volume so much, her her first Batgirl volume so much, which I don't think is in print anymore, um, or like at all. Like, there's no trade. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, she used to be mute. Let's face it, the characters are you know, already that undergone is, a lot like, of changes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she and she did, and and now she sort of seems out of place, and that makes me very sad. And I and I think like as a fan, like you're you're sort of entitled to be a little bit upset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, that that's a whole different thing. I mean, because there they have this potentially, you know, not potential. I mean, it's she's a great character. She's got a lot of potential to do even better, and we know creators like her. Because you know there there was in that that line in Gates of Gotham, where yeah, was they it were, Kyle were they, Higgins yeah. that wrote that? Yeah, uh, actually, I, I, he it was the other guy, not, not Trevor McCarthy, the the other guy that, that wrote some of the script. He actually did that line. But basically, it was a comment how people always try to tear things about, but they always have a, find a way of coming back. Yeah, and so that was a symbolism for her, where she keeps getting held back, taken away, but she's finding you know her way back. I would like to think that something big is going to happen. You know, Grant Morrison gave her this new name, a new costume, which I don't like the name. And I don't like the costume. Costumes, <laughs> I mean, I'm the, whatever, costume's okay. I, I, I can live with, I, I, I like the costume more than I like the name. But the fact that, you know, so Grant. I really thought it was the helicopter, the bat ring. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I was really disappointed. Black, I'm like, was it Black Bat? Ser- yeah, Black yeah. Bat. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a cool name for a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. It's actually oh. Cassandra Kane. That's stupid. Oh, See, and I still think right. she should have taken, well, no, I said she should have taken the Nightwing name because, you know, she, she couldn't be Batgirl because that was Stephanie Brown and she had moved beyond Batgirl. Bat even, though had, even though we had yeah, Barbara going, going back. Yeah, but she that, hated, that she hated him. She, whatever. Anyways, um, so I, I would like to think that Grant Morrison has some plans with her. That's why he brought her back. You know, it said that she's going to something's you know next year Batmaning she's going to be a part. Hopefully, finally we'll see something. You know, maybe yeah. just got to be patient. Something's going to happen. I'm not sure anyone can predict what Grant Morrison yeah. is going to do. But, but that that's different. <laughs> I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> that's different than completely changing. No character. more Batman. Oh, blinded. <laughs> so with with a, a relaunch. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike Martz. I took too many pills. <laughs> so with, with with the relaunch, you know, it's <laughs> like. Anyway, I, I don't know if, if that's the answer or not. You, you know, so the DC thing, it seems to be working. People like it. People don't like it. But a lot of people have said, oh, now I can start. You know, I haven't read DC Comics forever. I haven't read this. And now they feel like they can. So there's that. And some books like the Batman books, Green Lantern books, nothing has changed. I mean, so we have that, even though they're supposed to be accessible. And they're kind of already kind of aren't. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, should Marvel dig? Because... Marvel hasn't really done any relaunch. You know, people are saying they do it all the time when they renumber their books. I, I don't. If, if if you take like Uncanny X Men, which is ending and coming back is number one, to me that's not re- that's not what I mean by relaunch. And I don't want to call it a reboot because like the DC is not a reboot because not everything is being rebooted. Some characters are like Supergirl, but you know. I'm. You know what? I'm actually just going to call it a reboot. It's it, it because that's what that's it what is. it is. It's a reboot with history. They didn't go back to zero. 
but they went the, back to like ten. The origins are still different, so yeah. it is like the history has changed. It hasn't changed for all the characters. It seems like the War of the Green Lantern still happened. Batman Inc. still happened, but it is still demonstrably different. And I know they didn't want to call it a reboot, just but I think they don't even want to call it a relaunch. But and see, that's insane. Like it's it is one or the other. It's the like, new fifty two. That's you what it is. Cannot have your cake and eat it too. You it's the new fifty two. NU52? DCNU? I don't like that. <laughs> Little N, big yeah. U. <laughs> so, so, I mean, here's a question. If it's successful in bringing in new readers, and if it's making things more accessible, and even like older readers, like, hey, I'm going to start reading Superman now because I don't have to worry about 900 issues. You know, I, I feel I can jump in. Ultimates did it. But see, they, they did it, but not really, because with Ultimates, it's another universe. It didn't. But it didn't change until Ultimatum. When Ultimates first came out, it was still very much, it was still very similar. To yeah, and, and then it got to the point where, like, we're going to do some crazy ass changes just to, to make things different. We're going to take Cable and make him Wolverine right. for in the future. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler for a five year old book. <laughs> People hate when we do that. So, sorry. Um, so, that's the thing. So, Ultimate Universe wasn't really a full reboot it be, because it, it was just it was something else it's just like but here's something else well, but, but but dc is taking their main universe they're saying we, we we're we're, we're taking a chance <laughs> here everything everything is different now we don't have it's not a new universe something else this is what it is i'll believe it when i see it i'll believe it when they're still on this in five years and they haven't just been like superman's back everyone it's back in his original costume and his original origin. you know what i think <laughs> i think that they have a trick up their sleeve it's a time trapper chick. Yeah, just in case things oh, don't. Yeah, Boop. reset. That was, that was why Flashpoint was the lead into all of this. Of mm-hmm. course, they've got it up their sleeve. So, <laughs> and then the other thing. I mean, and that's the thing. We are looking at these as the first issues. And if you had looked at the Ultimates as the first issues, and it did happen, where people thought that was how it was going to be, and then it took this hard right turn. And I am still, I still think they could easily do that because we are looking at just a bunch of number ones. So it's hard to tell what they're going to be doing. And, Five years, but I think if, if I don't know if if they try to go back, I think they're going to piss off a lot of people because you know they're going to say all these people. It's like I, you know, I, I gave up everything that I I was reading. I you know started getting invested in these new things, and now it's it's all gone. So I I, I don't know. I mean, it, that could work against it's them. Like dating. They could, they could also go in in the completely different direction and have something like Ultimatum, where everything changes severely. Superboy Prime punches again. Oh God. So. In Marvel, but but here's the thing: Marvel hasn't really done, and because you know, with DC Comics, I mean, you have the Golden Age characters. You had then you had Silver Age, and you had Crisis on Infinite Earth, and you had whatever infinite other Crisis, Superboy, Prime Punching Reality. You know, cha- so there's been so Every many time different. You say it, it hurts me. There's been so many different changes. Marvel hasn't really had that. Brand New Day, they kind of did. You know, that they they the kind of retconned some stuff, rebooted whatever. You know, even though. Most of the stuff still happened. Some stuff did change. So that's the closest that we have, but that's really only affecting Spider-Man and then other characters that knew his identity and stuff like that. But what I kind of, I think, purposely didn't really want to get into was Heroes Reborn mm-hmm. was kind of a relaunch. Because, I mean, they, that's what they did. They took the characters, gave them a new... But again, it, I don't feel like that really counted so much because that was in another world... And but it was while, only in another world after people didn't respond to it. But but even so, so you had Fantastic Four, you had Captain America, you had Avengers, and you had Iron Man. So all these characters, completely different, everything's like that. But you still had the X-Men books. You still had Spider-Man. So those were still going on. So I'm talking like clear, straight across the board, every single book, like DC's doing, everything is different. But I mean, when something like Iron Man Extremis comes out, is that a relaunch? 
So I, I don't. I don't think those. Those are. I don't think that. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about. Like New Fifty Two. Everything is what, different. What, what's the dividing point? Like, so it's the everything thing because like that changed. The, the, di- the dividing point is when you say, okay, we're going to take most of these titles, we're going to cancel a lot of them, and then we're going to take all these characters and give them new identities or like varying so identities and character. Right. Okay. I think I think that that's it. Like you you have books that don't exist anymore, you know, that have been replaced by books uh from stop it. Come on, Tony. Characters <laughs> that that have never he I broke my phone. He's like Again. picking up my phone don't like laughing at me. Ha ha ha. You broke your phone. Third Again. phone. You don't broke. Tell Will Smith. I won't. I'm going to tweet him. <laughs> Woo! Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway you were saying? like that, I don't remember. Anyway, it yeah, it worked. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't, I don't. It, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I do not want Marvel to reboot, restart, you know, everything. But on the other hand, it might be a good idea for some people. Like, no, I wouldn't have wanted to either, except now. I've seen how New Fifty Two works, and God help me, it's working. Like it works really well for most. I like I like it. Like for the most part, I mm-hmm. think I like it. I think so, it's cool, but, uh, and I think it's refreshing. I guess my thing is, is that I've always liked Marvel characters more than DC characters because I always felt like, and again, I, not to toot my own horn, but I did write an article about this that DC has always dealt in like legendary characters, and Marvel has always dealt in more Real, rounded yeah. characters. So I kind of also don't think it's as necessary because we are getting more grounded characters in this new 52 and I think that's a great direction for DC to go in is that why uh, what's it called uh, Green Lantern didn't work the, the movie? movie yeah that's one of the reasons <laughs> but what, what I think they could do and, and we I, I, I think we t- I, I talked to Sterling about this and I don't know it might have been after the podcast so the whole thing with you know we talked about new Krypton that, that is gone that did not happen because Supergirl now is just arriving on, on Earth I would rather, if you're going to try to reboot things, relaunch, whatever you want to call it, if you want to try to let go of all, you know, all these decades of history and not make it, just, just don't even mention it. Like, they could have not even acknowledged New Krypton and just go with it. But with Supergirl number one, they're saying that did not happen. So they're, they're, by making that, that firm declaration, that's where you alienate the fans that actually like that stuff, where they could do something... Like with um, Catwoman, did she have a kid? She didn't have a child. Does it say in there? No, but... Well, the judge says that, but that doesn't mean... you know Unless he specifically writes that in a comic. Yeah. I don't think... He, she barely I'm not, had I'm, a kid before this. Well, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, you know, something like that. Ha- but that's something that did happen. And, and, I, and then I always go back to Lex Luthor. He had kryptonite poisoning. He clones his body, poses as his illegitimate Australian son. So then he loses hair. He's, he's back to normal. But all this time, since since then, since '89 or whenever it happened, he was his body was a clone. That's never mentioned, never acknowledged. But it did happen. They're not saying it didn't happen. They just don't mention it. So the same thing, New Krypton. They could have said, just not even talking, not even bring it up. But it could have still happened. So fans or people that actually like that, they could say, yeah, maybe that still happened. I don't really know, but I'm gonna pretend so I feel better that it, that it did happen. So I I think if if you want to do that. You know, you, you can you can start things over and just say, okay, there is this past history that maybe. And now I think I, I feel like I'm being a little bit because I wrote that article. You know, how much history are we losing because we don't know all this stuff? But I would rather they not say stuff didn't happen than firmly say that did not happen. I agree. 
I mean, they're. I mean, they're not directly saying that did not happen with this. I mean, they're saying a lot of things didn't happen. Yeah, with, with whole, some certain things. Well, they're saying the whole like Kara getting brainwashed by Darkseid didn't happen mm-hmm. as a result. The whole uh, who got killed on the Amazon Nile in the Michael Turner Jeff Loeb book. Why, was that some some other yeah, Amazon? Anyway, like they're saying a lot of things didn't happen. They're saying that Wonder Woman never trained Supergirl. Like they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I. Don't, they're basically I don't know. saying that none of Supergirl ever happened. <laughs> And and, and that's granted, important. Superman, Supergirl's uh, story's been kind of con- convoluted. But see, too. but what, what I they... mean, she has so many different origin story versions. That it's wasn't like... she like an alien alien angel shapeshifter for a while? Yeah. Um, well, she for, she started off as as Matrix from the pocket universe. Or the, the Legion of Superheroes, the the one at the time trapper right. came. So she was a Supergirl from there. She was like a protoplasm, whatever changing thing, and then she bonded with um, Linda. What Carol Dan- Carol Danvers is Miss Marvel. Linda Linda Danvers yeah. was the other Supergirl. So Not then they they confusing. so then they bonded. So then that was Supergirl for a while. Right. So yeah, we've had had different versions, but. What they could have done with this Supergirl is, you know, it's like with Superboy. So Superboy number one, there's some little tweaks to his origins. We can assume that happened a couple years ago maybe. So then anything that happened in between then and now, between then and the new Teen Titans that comes out next week, we can assume that some of that stuff happened. Maybe he did go to Hawaii and hook up with with Tanya Moon and Rex Leach and Roxy, his daughter, and, you know, all all that. Maybe all that stuff did happen. Maybe he had a relationship with, with Knockout, you know, so... We don't know, but by saying this did not happen, that's where I think well, you, you alienate the older We still haven't really readers. solidly answered that question. Because, I mean, we did see Superman in the Kryptonian garb, but that could have happened any time. It just, it seemed... He, he was wearing the Kryptonian garb five years ago, because he wear, he's wearing it at the end of Justice League number one, which takes place five years ago. Yeah, it, 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 the feeling that I have is that Justice League is the only comic taking place in the past. That everything else. Superman isn't the Grant Morrison. Well, action, action comics. and action comics. That's that's action comics. But I'm saying that we have before. seen Superman both in the Kryptonian garb and in his t-shirt and jeans combo both in the past. So this could still <laughs> be happening in the jeans past. Combo. <laughs> so I don't know. What? So I, it it could be a good idea. It could get new readers. In. And the thing is, a lot of everyone's talking about it. All you know, newspapers, Look at us. TV we were just commercials. Talking about should Marvel do this? And now we're talking about DC's relaunch. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I don't want to see Marvel do it, but the the thing is, the comic industry needs new readers, needs people to read it, and if people are excited about reading comics again, they can't do it too soon though, because otherwise it's just going to seem like they're writing. And it, well, well, that's the thing that, and I mentioned that it's like you know people are going to accuse them of copying. So if if it means more sales, who cares? They have I mean, always like they've always been leeching off of each they, other. They, yeah, that's, and I, I mentioned it. It was always you know we had we had um, Blackest Night and and Necrotia with yeah. and X Men. And, and you know who knows who I mean, came up with the idea Namor first? Aquaman. You know, so there, there's <laughs> always all these, these similarities. Who did it first? It doesn't really matter. But it's like, what are the results? If this strengthens the, the comic market, who came first? Cat. Chicken or the egg? Yeah, well, sort of. Cat, Catwoman or uh, Black Cat? Catwoman. Catwoman. But their their stories are different. If you look at how, I I think Selena Kyle became more like Felicia Hardy. As years went by, mm-hmm. from her first it was also the same way with like Aquaman has basically kind of always been trailing Namor. Um, here's an off-topic <laughs> question, sort of. Okay. How how do you say Namor's other name? The Submariner. That's yeah. how I say it. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I'm listening to audiobook, The Tencent Plague, which um, very good book. It's it's dealing with when comics first started, and then 
you know, they had all the detective comics and they're like really violent and, you know, right. are they causing kids to be delinquents and all this stuff like that. Anyways, the narrator keeps calling him the submariner. That's insane. And I'm just like... A mariner is a sailor. I was like, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. It's, I always call him a submariner, That's but I, a people mariner, always question well, the way he, I say things. There's, there's no questioning this because a mariner is a sailor, so therefore a submariner is an underwater... <laughs> an underwater sailor? I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> um, I'm so thinking like, about, submariner I'm, isn't a word. Like that's yeah. well, submarine. Er. <laughs> so he's he's, he's submarine. He submerges. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, yeah. So we'll see what Marvel does and why is Uncanny X Men starting over number one again? It's not really a relaunch. It's it's every. I mean, it's it's continuing straight out of schism. You know, it's it's not like they're it wiping is, out what happened. It before. is funny, but it does make Marvel's renumber this whole like. New Fifty Two thing makes Marvel's renumbering look really, really sloppy. Yeah, like yeah. I have to say, they are sort of making that look really foolish. And the final thing. So we talked about the Walking Dead TV show, the the talk show that they want to do after that, right. which I guess they're just gonna. It's gonna be like it's supposed to be like an inner or like a, a water cooler talk. Like you're gonna talk about the episode and blah blah blah, yeah. and I don't, maybe it'll have interviews with actors. Like, oh, so what do you think? I, I don't, I, I don't know. They have a name. Why? Why are they doing? I this? guess they do with. Um, is there something else? Oh God! Else? Oh wait, can I? Wait, guess no, no, not yet. Not yet. I think they. they I, I skimmed through this article. I think um, Jersey Shore has a talk show. Is that what? Oh God! I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I've no Jersey Shore is okay. on MTV, right? Is, yeah. yeah. Well, is they they like... do that a lot of times. I, I I flipped through channels like when um like the Hills or one of those shows were on where they would talk to the people like they'd have like premiere things for the episode and you'd see all these. P- people that are there watching this and they're talking to the, the actors or the real whatever you want to call them you so mean I don't the know if, people if, that get paid to just be on TV yeah supposedly they're walking through doing their normal life but there's yeah. a million cameras everything's like yeah right uh, is it is it like those like they'll have like the real housewives of Miami or something Maybe and then they'll something. have the final show where they like s- like start so what, having what, cat fights and stuff like that it'll be like that only not alright Corey it's called the talking dead isn't it yes it is <sighs> The Talking Dead. That's stupid. Ugh. I wonder if they know that. It's wah, dumb. Wah, wah. If they're going to go for like a more lighthearted feel, that's the only way I could ever see that title work. That was a good story to leave for the end. Mm-hmm. Save the best for last. And on that note... <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go cry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks for listening to the Comic Vine podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think Woo. and stuff. Um, subscribe if you are able to, if you want to. Support. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're interested in supporting us and you we know, should talk more about fed, that, but I don't think we're gonna get then, into. It. Uh, um, just subscribe. just quickly, I just want to say, with the subscriber content, we are not taking things away. We're not gonna like it's like oh, this would normally be available to everyone, but we're gonna pull this and make it available to certain people. So we're not gonna do that. Um, um there was a subscriber preview theater. Yeah. Well, I mean, preview so, theater was is it died a year ago. It's it was also not something that was ever consistent, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. never. Yeah, I mean, the, there's almost a consistent schedule. It was but, never on a, a really consistent and, schedule, and it just we we killed it. Yeah. Is we we dropped it. We stopped doing it. So it's just for the fun because with that, I think that's more about people that actually care to hear us mm-hmm. do the voices versus if someone says I want to see the preview to Daredevil number four, you can find yeah. it online. Just adding a little little of personal flavor to it. Yeah. And then we'll do other things. So a lot of the subscriber-only content is going to be, uh, it's going to be like us. like yeah, right. uh, know, per, More personal stuff, off-topic yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. So, and you know, we 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 have the ability, I think, to do um, subscriber only podcasts, which I don't know when we would find a time to do that. But you know, so because someone asked me, are are we going to take the pod? We are never going to take the podcast away. And you know, I said I'm never going to do like a subscriber only off my mind. Yeah. You know, our like hardcore, like firm, 100. percent This is comic book content. We're not going to remove that. We're not going to do. I don't know. We, I mean, I'm going I'm to say right now, we wouldn't do like like an interview with Scott Snyder, you know, about Batman and make that subscriber only. I'm not going to do the Comic Vine news again and like have it subscriber yeah. only. But we could have a creator something subscriber only if it was like off topic. But I mean, if it's if it's pure content, we're not going to hold that back because we'll, right. we want so everyone to, be to see. Absolutely clear. A bonus podcast is not taking anything away. No, it's just something <laughs> extra. And then a lot of it is, is when we have the time because we we are committed to our, we kind of have our schedules. You know, we we do certain things. We have to do those every day. So if we can find a time, if I can find a time to do a silly video in my garage, I'll do that when I get around to it. And so so that's that's the whole subscriber content thing, but it'll be more personal. It'll be more fun, uh, and and it'll be not always related to comics, like maybe loosely related to comic yeah. books and stuff. It'll be different. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for uh, listening and those that support us. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And You're uh, helping me eat. Yeah, right. And, and 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 not to make people feel bad if they don't. Cause, yeah, no, you know, no. Whatever. Whatever. Sorry, right? I'm just I'm just saying. Really appreciate the people that yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, you guys are awesome. Thanks. But uh, thank you for listening, and thanks for uh, you know everything. And love you so much. Sarah has no class. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight. Tonight only. <laughs> Tonight only. All right, guys. That's enough. <laughs>